Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. One and all, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What are you doing, selfies again, Gunner? What, what is happening there? Yeah, I'm just letting people know across the country they don't get to see our show. I'm trying to get them, hey, check out our show, man. We got some quality stuff here. I work with uh, – here's the hook. I tell my friends uh, that they don't know about the show, but hopefully we'll watch the show. I work with two guys who need more psychotherapy than I do. And they're like, Really? So that's the hook is there. Oh, I got to see so, that. So you're lying to your audience already. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, man, that's what a good salesman does. Whatever it takes to get people to buy the product. <laughs> okay. So you care about, right? Okay. All right. Well, big let's, birds, big birds. That's let's, all let I them, say. Yeah. Let go. them be the judge of, of who needs more psychological help by the time <laughs> three o'clock rolls around. <laughs> it's going to be, it's exactly. a call. It's a, to- it's a coin toss between the three of us. That's I'm for just, sure. I'm just telling you, man. I mean, Hey, you know, D-Gun got to do what D-Gun got to do. <laughs> I hear you. First first sign of needing psychological help is third-person references. But, but, yes. but anyway, I digress. He is D-Gun. He is B. Brooks. I am R. Ellis. We are Sports Take Games. Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. Let's give a shout-out right away to our folks already, you know, firing away in the comment section. Yeah. Frank, we see you. AG's a new member. Mr. Taz. What's up, Mr. Taz? Philly 559. AG, new member. Guys. See, we there you go. It. We're glad to have Barrett back, man. Barrett, uh, now, I don't know about all links. that, but well, <laughs> let, you, you just taught me you got to lie to your that. audience, so I'm just following your lead, man. Hey, hey, hey I, got a, I got a story I want to share with you guys about the bug assault gun. Oh, no, all right. So, Saturday, um, I'm outside near my garage area and I noticed this wasp slowly flying inside the garage. <laughs> so, <we> <laughs> um, basically, I said, I'm gonna follow him, see where it goes. So, sure enough, I follow this wasp. And it's a nasty looking one too, man. And it goes inside into this uh, wood wood beam crevice in my garage. So you know, if there's one, there's more. Yeah. So I wait a couple seconds, and I see him pop his head back up. So you know me, I pump pump action, <laughs> poof. You know, I don't know if I hit him or not. He came up, and all of a sudden, here comes like four or five more. I said, "Oh snap!" He got start backing up, start backing up in the garage, right? See almost what you did? did a, you, you know, almost did a backflip over a, a beach chair that was in the garage. Um, and I got up, I hauled butt in the house. I said, I, you know, I ain't taking, my, I ain't taking no chance. <laughs> Wait, Mister Tough Guy with the with the gun, you're running yeah, away. Man. My family would tell you many years ago. This was shortly after we moved to Delaware, and my kids were small. This was in the other house. We had not a problem, but occasionally a wasp would come down the fireplace chimney. And so in the family room, so one comes in the house one day, and I got a fly salt swatter. This, this is back way before the invention of the bug assault. Yeah. So I'm standing up on the couch because I'm trying to reach him up on the fireplace. I swat at him like Babe Ruth, right? Jeez. I miss him. He comes towards me. 
I jump back, bounce on the couch, flip backwards off the couch, boom, thud hits the floor. Everybody's like, what's wrong? I said, I was trying to hit this wasp. So <laughs> even to this day, my family brings it up that I'm afraid of wasps, which I'm not. I'm not afraid of bugs. <laughs> but hey, I'm not about to get stung, man. You know, Digon might be dumb, but he ain't stupid. I'm just telling you right now. All right, I'll give you one. So I'm, I'm, uh, it's my summer between my, I graduated college and I'm trying to find a job. And I'm working as a house painter. Okay. And, and but I, we, I was, I got manual labor, bro. Manual I, labor. I, I one of my few skills, I can paint a little bit, not, not well. But uh, so my wife, then girlfriend at the time, was, the, was a lifeguard at a hotel. And she got me and my buddy a gig at painting the hotel. Okay. The exterior of the hotel, not so inside, she, outside. So she's been taking Ooh. care of you oh. even before you were married. Correct. <laughs> She would sit, oh. she'd be chilling, like just like laid out, you know, lifeguard, like with the whistle going around the finger. And me and my buddy are up there, like sweating our behinds off it, you know, outside all, all day painting. But anyway, so I, let's just say my buddy was not exactly reliable. Uh, he would he would tend to have too much fun the night before and not be able to get up for work, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. He'll Ooh. remain nameless right now. So a lot of times it ended up just being me doing it by myself. So I'm up on a ladder and I'm trying to get, I'm doing like a railing. Okay. Or actually I'm trying, I'm doing like the side of a railing where I had to like maneuver the ladder over anyway. It, it was a day I noticed there was a lot of bees around. Okay. Oh, that particular oh. day. So I, I fall off oh. the ladder and land in a bush. Okay. Oh, no. and unbeknownst to me is a hive of bees in the oh. bush. And I swear to you, they literally all glommed onto my one calf, the back of my calf, and just a, a, a hive of them. Yes. Oh, like, no. To the point where my my calf looked like, you know, like Popeye. five times the size. The whole And I'm like, I'm like lightheaded. I'm like, well, I'm all right, I'm fine. You know, and, and every everybody who was like near it was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, what's going on with this guy? So needless to say, I had to get out of there, man. A, a, a lot of Benadryl, and it was not good. It was not a good situation. I thought I, thought I killed myself falling off the ladder. And they they all went to one spot, all these freaking bees, man. It was not fun. Anyway, was that the end of your painting job? No, I'm the idiot who went up the next day, like hobbled up on one leg and kept painting, like like the knucklehead. I, I should have called out the rest of the week. No, you know what happened was you was trying to see that girl again. That's true. You happened to be uh -huh. your wife, so. Uh -huh. I was looking for that blonde, that tan blonde who was laid out at the pool. <laughs> so we got to we got to say hi, Mama Brooks, checking in. Uh, hi, yeah, Mom. The AT, the STL. Yep, you see, yep. What's going on, moms? How you doing? We need the breakdown, Barrett, of yesterday, man. So you, okay. you played in Michael B.'s golf tournament. How'd, how'd that go? It was nice, man. And, oh, my, my cap is there. And what he means by that, he says, yo, Barrett, Rob needs a cooler. Now, a cooler is, 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 is a conglomerate of people that can help you. <laughs> so you don't have to do that type of work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's you, right. You go, you go in the cooler. You might have a cooler to, you know, put your electronics in. You have a cooler. You look inside the cooler. You have a painter in there. You look in the cooler. You know, you have guys that, you know, that stiff you for fishing, like D-Gun, you know, guys right. in the cooler. Hey, you know? I ain't never stiff you. Hold up. <laughs> I, well, I all right. Well, let, well, so, all right, then. So, let me invite you on Saturday. Oh, man. Look at this. Look at Mr. Taz. I can't do Saturday, dude. 
What? It stung beneath his left eye. Oh, I hit it when I thought it was a fly in summer camp as a kid. Oh, oh man. Yikes. Okay. That is not pretty. Oh, he oh, probably, yeah. probably got black too. You know what I'm saying? Swell up and yeah, that's why he had a black enough. guy. Hey, look at Chris D, man. Wasp will gang up on you. Oh, yeah. They with it. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, they're like a street gang, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then, you, know, you ain't fighting one. You got to fight a whole bunch. It's on. Of it is. Yeah, it is. It's not. Yeah, not one on one. But you no. don't have most... those type of stories, man. Because I, I'm not doing stupid stuff, bro. You know what <laughs> so I'm not, no, like the, the, the most stupid stuff I do, as far as um, you know, when it comes to beehives and stuff like that, is um, sometimes in 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 the car that you know my, my Mercedes is sitting out front still. They have wasp hives that go inside and they live in there. Oh, inside the door, inside the gas cap, and stuff like that. So what I'll do is oh. when I see one, when I see one, I know there's about at least 15 20. more. Yeah. Yeah, 15, 20 more. So I'll go get I go to um Home Depot and get the wasp spray. And I'll open up real fast, stay for five feet, and as they come out, I'm tearing them up. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's what I do. That's what smart people do. They don't fall down in hives. <laughs> well, well, see, well, see, I have I have the cans of the wasp. I mean, it's not spray a good also. idea to fall off a ladder into a bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the cans of wasp spray. Also, they, you know they're accurate up to twenty five feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I tear them up, but yep. something just got the best of me, man. This 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 bug is so. When you're gun, in a closed con- area, if you were just in your garage, you got to. I don't blame you. Well, I did do one. Different. Yeah, I did do one thing stupid. I didn't have any of that spray, so I feel like going. And uh, I don't know if you guys seen the ten- tennis rackets with the yeah um, yeah. yeah oh so yeah I got I got the tennis racket and I was out there and as they were coming out I was you know hitting the whole run <laughs> I was tearing them up <laughs> and I was thinking what if I'd have missed you know so I didn't miss but what if I'd have missed I probably yeah, had that missed, same it thing it would have been it would have been right awful. it would have been a feed, feeding frenzy you know oh, but you then know what, you no know back back you didn't you didn't answer the question well, I, everybody heard me everybody on the street heard me are what? you going fishing. With me and Captain Tony on Saturday. I just told you I can't go Saturday. You didn't say that. I did. You don't listen. You never did listen. He, did anybody hear him say he couldn't go? It's like my wife tells me all the time. You never listen to me. And I go, huh? I, I, I hear what she's saying. <laughs> you two are like a married couple, man. I hear what she's saying, but sometimes it's like it just goes right past, you know, because she's reprimanding me for leaving stuff out and, you know, tasks I forget to do sometimes and you know, but but one other thing about bugs, you know what the most menacing bug to me is that it's one of the most harmless bugs? Carpenter bees. They oh, look yeah. like bumble they look like they bumblebees. Look huge, yeah. <laughs> they just they hover like helicopters, right? Yeah. And the first thing is, oh snap, that's a bumblebee. And then big and oh, loud. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I yep. take look I how take serious one of those. Rob's face is. Oh yeah. dude. <laughs> but see here again. Here again. Uh, I have PTSD, man. Here again is when D Gun. Here's here again is when D Gun ain't playing with a full deck because I can't wait to see a carpenter be. Because first of all, they bore holes into your wood deck. If you have a wood deck, they do. They kill you. Number number two, I run in the house and I get, I get one of those rubber flash waters. Man, I'm cranking up like Babe Ruth, and you know when you hit them, they ricochet off the wall and it's like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I tear them up. I'm not afraid of carpenter bees, but you got to look closely. I know. They look so much like a bumblebee. A bumblebee a bag up and say, okay, here, here we go. They used bumblebee to, ain't moving. But, uh, carpenter bees, we, I, at my parents, growing up at my house, my, they, we had a wooden fence. And they would destroy my, and would drive my dad nuts. Like yes. He would come out and go after them, spray. do They still kept always coming back, man. And it yep. was like all the time, all the time. Let me tell you something, man. I got I got holes here, holes there. 
Um, but I got the carpenter bee spray also. But those suckers are fast. They hover oh, like yeah. they hover like <laughs> helicopters. As soon as you aim the bottom at them, they're like zoop, 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 and they're like they're like slow. They almost taunt yeah, you. When they go man. past you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, hey, so I see Frank bring this up, but it is we're going to dive into this a little bit later. But yeah, so it, New York Times reporting and 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 the lawyer for uh, Sean Watson Busby is reporting that uh, all but four of the civil suits have been settled in the Deshaun Watson case. So there's still four pending, four out there. But 21, I believe, is the number, have been settled, FYI. I thought it was 66. I thought it was 66 of them. No, no, no. It was in the 20s. It was in the 20s. There's a number that came out about 66 66, women. No, he got 66 in like Uh, – 18 month period. 60s, yeah, correct, Barry. 66 massage uh, requests for massages in oh. 17 months. That Yo, that's man. not the civil suits. Oh, uh, okay. Yo, yeah. man, hold up. You need 66 different people to give you a massage in that span of 18 months. I, really? I hear you. 20 of the 24, just to be exact. 20 yeah. of the 24, just to make sure everybody. We're I right mean, I, I like massages. I don't like to get some massage that much, though. Not that that's much. a lot. Yeah, here's my here's my problem. Here's the problem with this, and and you have to be careful how you talk about this because it's a sensitive topic. Yeah, but all of a sudden, money's dangled and these cases go away. So it it leads me to believe that X amount of them always was trying to get a buck out of this, and and I and I hate to say that because it's bad for the few who 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 um who who truly feel violated and who filed a suit for the right cause. And then all of a sudden here more jump on the bandwagon trying to get something out of it. And they did. And, you know, and that's why when you look at cases like this, and when you talk about cases like this, you have to be careful how you approach them and what you say, because we've seen this kind of thing happen before in our society. Well, all of a sudden there's a payoff and the case goes away. So did you really, feel violated in some cases or did you see a a money grabbing opportunity and jump on board uh to get a dollar and I, and like i said you know being a husband and a father of two two of my three kids or daughters i don't take abuse misconduct lightly in any way shape or form but it's just it, it just makes you sit back and think you know who's telling the truth and who isn't right yeah. now 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 if this continues He's going to be cleared of all lawsuits, but I still think the NFL is going to suspend him for for conduct, misconduct against company policy. Agreed, because yeah. you don't. It doesn't have to be law. No. Roger Goodell can make that decision on his own. He has that kind of authority. Just for people will always respond and say, "But he wasn't charged with it." And the NFL can't. No, they can. It doesn't they matter. Can. Yeah. So FYI, with that, I'm with you, Derek. I mean, look, the danger is leaning into this either way. Because we don't know. We don't know. We, yeah. They know. The only Those parties involved know. We don't know. Does yeah. it seem over the top 66 in, in a 17-month period? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does it seem over the top that there's a lot of women involved in here and it's a very similar pattern? Yes. But ultimately, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly don't know. It, is there an admission of guilt if you're settling these this from Deshaun yeah. Watson? Yeah. You could certainly read into it that way too. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can look at this. And I'm with you. Like, well, all three of us have daughters, man. Yeah. And, and you know what we would like to do to somebody who even attempted. Exactly. If some of this is true. So, so not about the truth, man. Is that, well, I mean, even, yep. even, 
even all of them being represented by the same lawyer. I mean, there's other lawyers in Houston, and they're all represented by the same exact same one. lawyer. Yes, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's so it's so many ways to go back and forth with yeah. this. You know what I'm saying? And I, I man, it's just uh, I mean, with a smoke this fire, you know yep. what I'm saying? And that's from both from both aspects of it. Hey, girl, you can come over here and get some of this money too, or mm-hmm. man, I mean, I got it. I need me a massage. Maybe I can get lucky. Yep. You know, both sides yeah. are just you yeah. know. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, the, the timing is not um, coincidental, guys, because we're, you know, what are we, a month and change away from yep. training camp starting? Yep. And you would think that my speculation that Deshaun and his, his lawyer, Deshaun probably, the lawyer probably, or his agent probably said, I'm like, dude, we got to settle this stuff. Yes. You're never going to be able yes. to get back on the field. So I, I'm not surprised that, that we're starting to hear this trickle down how this continues to play out, why they're still four. I, I don't know. Like maybe they're not going to settle. Maybe they're going to, you know, go after keep going it. here. I don't know ultimately, but I think for him, if he wants to get back on the field at some point, he's got to start yeah. closing some of this up, man. Uh, and you know, whether that means he's guilty or not, I don't know, but this is, I think the way that he has to proceed if he wants to have a career. He better send his girlfriend's school to massage school. That's what he needs to do. (laughs) Send her to massage school. And you got $230 million guaranteed dollars. So even after taxes, you're going to get about what? $150, You know, so I I just hate that it it, it came out this way, man. You know, because now it, it really taints the story. And the mission behind going after him, if what he if if what these women uh, said he did was true, and all of a sudden they disappear, right? Once there's a cash settlement involved, man. I mean, I hear you. Uh, I hear you, man. And I and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I'm I'm sure the organization was saying to Watson and his people, yeah. like, dude, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. So, and the yeah. other part is, we don't know if there's going to be further. Women coming forward. Coming forward, exactly. So it's a it's a really tricky, ugly situation, man. You know, to say the least. But I, I think it's, I think it had to something had to give somewhere here. At, you know, at some point, and we'll see what happens with the yeah. other four. Yeah. Or if there's more. You know, we just don't know. And it, you know, again, the the his age, his um, excuse me, his attorney, guy's name's Tony Busby, uh, announced Tuesday that um. You know, some a lot of it said he said, quote, the cases against the Sean started with one phone call uh, from one brave and strong or woman on oh, the hold on, Let me make sure I'm getting this clear. So 24 of the 20 lawsuits against Sean Watson have been settled, according to the attorney representing the women who yeah. accused him. OK, Tony Busby announced Tuesday that Ashley Solis case against Watson and the cases of three other unnamed women have not been settled. OK, so then, quote. The cases against Deshaun uh, Watson started with one phone call from one brave and strong woman. The woman was Ashley Solis. At the time of that call, she just uh, she was just one of hundreds of calls seeking legal assistance that our firm gets weekly. Uh, even though she was originally turned away by her screening process, my staff insisted that I personally speak with her. All right, you, you get the gist. So, he, you know, he talks about yeah. what went on yeah. and, and some of the acts. It's it's a very long quote, so I'm not going to read the whole thing here. I'll turn it into just yeah. reading, but that, that's kind of where it's at, you know, with this. And we'll see what ends up if there's more, if there's more coming, man. You know, we just don't know. Uh, and again, how do you read into this? I think there's a lot of different ways you can read into this. Like you, like Barrett, you said from either side of this thing. So, well, I mean, just I'm just trying to think from Goodell's, um, from Goodell and where he's sitting at in this whole situation. You know, how does he justifiably um, have the power to even um, 
make a decision on this. You know what I mean? I mean because what you don't know on? if there's more coming, you mean? Yeah, you don't know if there's more coming. You don't know it's if great you're, question. Harsh, you're harsh enough on, on what you're going to give him or you're being too harsh on him for doing that. I mean, there's a chance he may not be. There's a chance he is. Yeah. There's a chance he's, you know, they're trying, you know, trying to grab the bag. A chance, you know, that this is serious enough that, you know, that they really do need to go to court. I mean, there's so much stuff. You know, so it's Goodell, you know, how is he going to do this? I mean, but he needs to do something real quick. You know what I'm saying? But he gets paid $50 million yeah. to, to make these type of decisions. I know, just a wonder, year. like I, I've said this to you guys before. I, I wonder if he if he does hand down like it's six games or it gets knocked down to four or whatever. If, if there's a definitive number and we know it and you, and we're in like week three and he's about to be, you know, uh, the suspension is about to end a week later and three more civil suits come out. I, I don't yep. know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it's it's I, I can't remember something similar to this. Oh, uh, well, um, a dank burrito just brought something up that's pretty similar. Uh, what did Robert Kraft get for his issue? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Remember Robert Kraft? Kind of the same oh, yeah. type of situation. Yeah, down in Florida. Well, down yeah, Florida. and he got, caught, he got caught in a sting. Uh, yeah, it was a sting. <laughs> yeah. and, no, no, I mean it. No, and it's it true. Was, it, he got caught in a sting. Little, here's the difference. Uh, could there have been some shenanigans going on? Yes. Um, but I think both were consenting on the shenanigans. Right, right. I, I'm, believe me, I'm not defending Robert Kraft. Trust me. <laughs> they they were ju- they were just trying to bust the parlor, and he got caught up in the sting. He was in there, <laughs> correct. Robert Kraft probably said, "Out of all the places I could go, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. To, to try but to find I, a little a little yeah, peace yeah. and quiet. <laughs> they bust this quiet. one place. Yes, yeah. He had a stiff back, and who knows? Yeah, what? wait, he had what? Uh, stiff What'd back. back. Oh, okay. Back. My bad. Okay, all right. Oh God. Oh. Hey, I just wanted to clarify, man. I just oh, to clarify. My goodness. oh man. Oh, I man. hear you, man. Yeah. Yo, so look anyway. at Mr. Taz said. Look, look at his comment. He's in the wrong place, wrong time for dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo. Not pretty. Man. Yeah, not pretty. Be careful. Be careful oh, out there. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's at. That was that's the the big story, you know, of the day here. Uh, where things are. Are at this point, Barry, yeah. we never got to as I segue out of yeah, this. Right. Uh, yeah, your, yeah, your, your fun event yesterday, you had <laughs> Barry lost it. <laughs> Yo, Philly 559, five, he was getting it on the change. Come on, man, that's right, though. Man. I think the hypocrisy was crazy. You know, I mean, <laughs> look at Rob's there's, also, there's also a website dedicated to parlors that provide that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. If you're Robert Kraft, just go to Vegas, man. Right. It's legal. Bro, like, what man. are we doing here? If you're your Robert Kraft, you house, can hop man. on your jet and be out there in what? You know, three hours? Anyway. Bro, if he's Robert Kraft, he has. He I has, agree with you. He, yeah. he has so much money that all he has to do is just call his boy uh, Tiger Woods. They could have, you know, he could have hooked him up with somebody. Oh, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Stay out of Perkins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my God. All of y'all going straight to hell for this. Yes. It's not me. Good work out of the comment section. There's some interesting ones there, which some I can't pull up. uh, Some of these comments are crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, (laughs) Terry, back to your day yesterday. I just got got a disturbing text from my daughter. Who? Uh Uh-oh. From China. Uh She's not happy with it? No, what? Car broke down again? No, Dad, can you send me gas money? (laughs) 
That's that's you know we are. Man. We're, we're, we're ATMs. That's right. We are. That's right. I'm telling you, man. Oh, my that's goodness. Like the worst thing, you know, you can look into your messages. And, and you'll do it. And you'll do it. You don't yeah, even talk. It. If it, don't if even it's take for gas that tough money, guy stance. Yeah. Yeah. If it's for gas money, what do you, you know, what, what else do you it. do? He'll do yeah. He'll try to take that tough guy stance. I'm going to tell you right now. That's Mr. Teddy Bear over there. He'll do it. Look, he has that hardcore look on his face. He's I think probably he's, reprimanding. He's her. debating. I think he's going to give in, but he's no. Debating. I'm t- I, wait, there's no debate. I guarantee you, he's first. He's going to reprimand her, and then yes. he's going to give her the money. Yes, yes. I agree. I agree. That's the way to give her the money. Yeah. You need I mean, to be more like D Gun. That's what. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even reprimand. You just give the money. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I just give him the look like here. But luckily, they're all doing well now. They don't ask me for much anymore. So, well, my daughter's in school, so I guess I got to. Though. Oh, you got to do go. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send, right. her, send, uh, her, send her a little extra too. Don't just send her what she asked for. Send her a little extra. Eric, stop. Yeah, I'm you're not helping him. Hey, you know my mom's on on the chat because she's gonna be like, "You better send." I'm gonna get a text. That's and say, right. You better send. Yeah, my that's baby. right, Mama oh, yeah. Brooks. Absolutely. If she needs, if she needs fifty, send her a hundred. She need a hundred. Send her two. <laughs> Just and she gonna ask you again anyway, so oh, might as well get God. it over with. Uh, I, I get the all the other girls are going out to eat, yeah. <laughs> Not to say I don't want to go out to eat, but there you go. The there other you girls, go. Are... <laughs> there you go. Like, like, really, what am I? I'm gonna go pick you. you up while the others eat, and you can anyway. I get, I, I, I hear you. Trust me, when there I you go. Uh, just hit, that, just hit that Venmo, B, B Brooks. Hit that Venmo, Mama Brooks is checking in. See? That's right. What you say? Send it out. Yeah, you are done. You're done. You better send him money. And I'm I'm emphasizing the word better. You yes. better send that money. Yes, it's already right. done. Hey, all right. I, so knew here's, I knew it. Here's what we have coming up today, guys. Greg Murphy's going to be joining us at two o'clock. Greg does a great job at the pre and post game show yeah. for the, uh, Phillies radio. Uh, and he's also it's an amazing story, man, that he is where he is right now from a health perspective. Uh, you know, I read the article. You, I'm and, glad you yeah. said that was amazing. I, yeah. I said I, I read it this morning. I read it before. I wanted to read it again just to get myself up to speed on everything. So um, the athletic Matt Gelb had an excellent story. If you get a chance to check it out, check it out on Greg Murphy and uh, return his return from from some major, major, major serious health issues, yeah. battling yeah. cancer. So it's it's national. I mean, it's 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 out there now. It's not a secret, but um, it, it was he had some rough moments, man. And to be yeah. back doing what he's doing, I'm thrilled for him. Uh, and, and the dude knows the Phillies back and you know back and forth. So we're going to talk to him about his journey, just to kind of get where he's at, and just the Phillies and all that. We got a little couple of fun things I think we're going to do today too. We're going to do it the next one coming right up. Top five Eagles will go both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Ooh. Since oh, two thousand, top five on both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah, up. both both sides of the ball. I thought you said just top five. Uh-oh. No, no, top five, go. both sides of the ball, offense and defense since two thousand. So before, by the way, before we start getting the comments and the tweets, like where's Chuck Bednarik, you know, where's Harold Carmichael? Yeah, because people know, don't listen. They don't listen. Fill in the blank. The, it, it, it's starting in 2000. So just, you know, we're not overlooking those <clears throat> people. We, we, we know how great they were, okay? But this is from 2000 till today, till present day, all right? So over the, la- the span of the last 22 years is where we're going to pick it up, all right? So that's – we're going to do both sides of the ball. And then a little bit later, present day Eagles, we're going to dig into which new bird, which new Eagle is going to have the biggest impact this season. That could be someone they got in a trade, somebody they signed, somebody out of free agency. 
you know, rookie, whatever. Okay. It could be any, whoever you think is going to have the biggest impact. And we want everybody to jump in here in the comment section, chime in. And we love your reaction to all that stuff. All right. Before we, we, we step aside. Barrett, finally, how was yesterday? <laughs> we, we haven't heard a word yet on how yesterday. <laughs> You're muted. Now we, we still was, can't hear a word on how yesterday. Was. There you go. It was actually it was pretty, fun, man. I mean, yeah. I, it was it was a great day. It wasn't it wasn't real hot. It was the wind, nice wind blowing. You know, and plus I can't play golf, so it wasn't pushing my ball anywhere. I mean, I could I could rip it a country mile. It just won't go straight. You know what right. I mean? So they talk about you know, oh, you need to stop. You know. My balls were going everywhere. In fact, I stopped putting BB on my balls because people were finding them three <laughs> courses over. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. the same course, wow. course, golf course, but three courses over. I, I, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was amazing. Had great food there. Um, had this uh, new type of drink that I was drinking. It was, it was Tito's and um. And Why lemonade. you didn't check in? Tito's okay. and lemonade. It was Tito's okay. and lemonade, and then uh. I mean, it just had a nice time. Everybody running was there. And I, I took a, I, I saw the one of the coolest picks I've seen in a long time. Okay. Imagine this picture. Yeah. Sitting on the putting course. It was Willie T, Seth Jorner, yep. and Byron Evans. That's mm. a bad Tell me how cool right that is, man. That is a bad dude yeah, right man. there, man. That's they, they, awesome. made, they made some they made some hay back in their day, bro. Oh, they did. Oh, they you know, did. So that's great. That's awesome. Three together, yeah. That's, a, that's some linebackers right there, man. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, yeah, all right. That's great, dude. I'm glad you had fun. It was always for a good event with Michael B and his charitable work, man. Uh, really good stuff. Shout out to Michael for, for all that. And I saw there was a lot of great people. I had some other some visit to tend to afterwards. I was going to try and meet you there, Barrett, but I couldn't end up going. So anyway. Plus, it was uh, a country mile to get there. Yes, I, I heard it Creek. was not right around the corner. I heard that. Yeah. French Creek is, you know, they, you know, Marcus Lake. Like, yeah, come on, you know. I said, well, how far is it going to be from, you know, from the job, you know, because I got to go back early. Said, oh, oh, right. Only, yeah. It's only 45 minutes. Every bit of an hour, hour and a half <laughs> oh, to get oh. back. It took me two and a half hours to get there from Jersey, number Damn. one. I felt like I want, I should have packed a bag. That's how far I drove, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he owes me gas money. Put it like that. Okay. He owes me gas money. All right. So. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you had fun, man. That, that's all that matters. And it was good yeah, for a good cause. Great that's fun. really, that's really all, all that me uh, matters right there. That's for sure. All right. So when we come back, Gunnar, are you going to be prepared? You get you get you got them all done. Y'all ready for, for the next uh, segment? Uh, all right. You'll get there. Uh, you'll get what there. It, the, what the, happened uh, was the dog stole your, see. ate your homework. Is that what happened? All right. Yeah. So we'll see what that. happened was I have computer glitches. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be back. Oh boy. Famous last words. All right. So when we come back, Top five Eagles from 2000 to present day, both sides of the ball. We will do offense and defense. We'll do that when we get back. Again, Greg Murphy a little bit later. We'll talk some Sixers and what they're going to end up doing here in the offseason with the draft coming up two nights two nights from now uh, and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to cover for you in the uh, course of the next uh, two and a half hours. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about Station Tap. I know I got the – Get the little hunger pains right now. I'm, I'm ready to eat. Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill will handle your next business function with ease while you focus on securing a new opportunity for your company. They got 50 years of experience in food preparation. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I've had uh, pretty much everything on the menu and it is all money. Okay. Trust me when I tell you that the pasta, the salad, the wings, the chicken tenders. They got it all, man. They got you covered from the kids to the adults, all right? And uh, their catering is second to none, whether that's having an event catered at your house 
or at, at, a, at a function or whatever, or their catering hall in Drexel Hill, which is state-of-the-art and brand new, is off the charts. Give them a call, 484-469-3222. Or, you know, you're tailgating, right? Kenny Chesney last weekend, you're going down to a Phillies game, an Eagles game coming up. They will tailgate your event. They, they will provide the catering for the tailgate for your event, 484-469-3222. Or go to stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome on back in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. Man, we're already at June 21st, man. The month of June is flying by. I mean, first day of summer, too, by the way, guys. Favorite thing about summer for you guys? Fishing. There you go. My thing is fishing. I like that. I like that. I just love the warm. I like wearing shorts, man. I like the warm weather. I don't like the cold. I don't like bundling up. I don't like any of that. (laughs) 
I don't like shoveling to get out of my house. I don't like any of it. So I love the warm weather, man. Love the summertime. How about you, Gunner? Your mic. Mute it, my man. Mute it. Your mic, baby. Your mic. I keep doing I keep doing Mute the Barry Brooks thing, man. Oh. Uh, I am not an adjective, bro. I'm not an adjective, okay? <laughs> You're not a noun, so what are you then? <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a combination of fishing and grilling. Okay. Yeah, a combination like of fishing. And... Although you the grill, grilling. You grill anytime, yeah. <laughs> so I, say you grill I know, anytime. but but in the summer, oh, man, it's like, you know, it's just something about, it could be, a, you know, people say, why do you like the grill when it's hot out? I have no idea. It could be 100 degrees outside. You're standing over grills, you're smelling that smoke, you're smelling right. the wood, and it's just something about the final product. When you go in the house all sweaty, you, you're shooting, you're shooting, you know, bug of soap flies, a hundred flies hovering around you, you're knocking them down like clay pigeons. It's something about that. I just I don't know what it is, but you know, you smell like smoke, your clothes smell like smoke. You gotta take a shower right away. But it's just something about when you get that final product on the table, man, and everybody's happy. Everybody's going back for seconds and thirds. It's just worth the effort. Okay. I like I will, it. I will admit, guys, that um, I, I took a couple lessons from D-Gun as far as smoking meat because I, I never yeah. I never smoked meat before. But I took a couple lessons from him. Like um, I made a brisket. Oh. I smoked it. Then I wrapped it and then smoked yeah. it some more. There you go. Then I took it out. It, it was amazing. I did the same thing with some baby back ribs. Turned out amazing. So I, I can't I can't say anything about his game. His his grill game is, is unbelievable. You know, right. It's funny. It's funny. People don't for people who've never done a brisket, you don't understand. You have to understand to do a brisket properly, it takes like 12 to 15 hours to do it properly. Yeah. That yeah. long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you smoke it, you wrap it. Wow. And then you smoke it some more in the juices so that meat stays tender. And then you wrap, and then you put it in a cooler, and let it cool down to room temperature before you cut it. Let those juices soak into the meat, and you want like a little pink in, in there. You know, some people like more pink than others, so some people may smoke it a little bit less, uh, less time, maybe ten hours. But to do it properly, like a good good sized brisket, man, yeah, that's a 12, 15 hour process. Mm. Yeah, my ah, mom, my mom was like, uh, yeah, you know, you can't, you know, I, you, I would just, you know, I'm, I'm a fast cooker. So she said, well. You can't just fast cook everything like meat. When you take meat out, you just can't yeah. defrost it. You can't no. defrost it underwater. I'm like, why not? Yeah. You know, just like your muscles, you know, when you're cold, you yeah. tighten up. Yes. The muscles in yeah. the meat do the same thing. I'm like thinking to myself, wow. It's true. She's all right. I guess, <laughs> I guess she's all right. I'll, I'll do what she says. I, I am so impatient. I would have a tough time. Right. <laughs> Me too, bro. Me too. Man. See, a lot of times, even, even when I'm doing simple meats like chicken, you know, and a lot of times I season my meats and let them sit in the fridge overnight, right? You know, so those so those seasonings can really get into the, the to the to the body and the flesh of the meat, and then I'll take them out and let them sit in the uh, room temperature air for at least an hour before I put them on the grill. I'll take the I'll take the cover off the the container I have the meats in, whether it's uh, you know beef flank, chicken, and then I'll let it get to room temperature instead of putting it on the grill cold. Because when you put it on a grill cold, for some reason it cooks, it'll cook drier. It'll dry the meat out if it doesn't have that elasticity in it. So, you know, it's a, it's a process. People think, oh, you just throw meat on the grill. No, that's not the case, you know. Okay. I like it. That's good. We see, we're always here to help. We're helping people along the way. <laughs> see, that's Sean S. is talking about the, uh, I love steamed blue crab claws. Um, blue cra uh, claws. And then a lot of people like the Maryland crabs. They love doing Maryland crabs. 
I love crab, but they're frustrating because you got to do all this work to get under the shell just to get that little piece of meat. It ain't worth it. Well, and the money you money you pay for a half bushel or a bushel of crabs. Unless nowadays, you're catching them. Unless yeah, you're catching them. A bushel costs you 140. No, 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 no. No, no. Uh-uh. Damn. A bushel is over 300 now. Are they? I didn't know. Yes. When also, I'm, what, I'm, what? 80% of Maryland crabs are caught in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Seriously. There you go. All um, right, let, let's get to the list. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're going to do f- top five. If you're just jumping on, if you're just jumping on the stream or, or listening, uh, top five Eagles offensive and defensive players. We're going to break them down between offense and defense. Since 2000, not prior to that. We know all the great players before that. We know Barrett would be number one. If we were doing Absolutely. it before that, we know that Absolutely. that's a given. So, with that said, I'll let you start, Barrett. You, if you want to, um, you want to take the offensive side since you were an offensive player. Uh, yeah. Work your way up from five to one. All right, you get the uh, first crack at this. Who? Where would you go offensively? Top five Eagles since two thousand on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, you know how to go with with Trey and Runyon. That's four and five or five and four, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I got to go with those two, the bookends. Next, I'll go T.O. Mm. I'll go T.O. Then I'll go Westbrook. Ooh. Yeah, I'll go Westbrook. And number one, I, I hate to do it to myself, and I hate to do it to everybody, but I'm going to go McNabb is mm-hmm. my number one. McNabb mm-hmm. is number one. Number five is number one. Number five will always love you. <laughs> so one hey, more time. He went, he went to D-Gun school. <laughs> yeah, so one more time. You go uh, You go. your, your Trey and Runyon. Yep. Uh, five and four. Yep. Three is? T.O. T.O. Two. Westbrook. B. West and D-Mac. Yes. Number five is yep. number one. Okay. Okay. Interesting list. How about you, Gunner? Where, how would you break it down? Uh, I knew you were going to get to me sooner or later. You want uh, me to my, go? Buy you a little yeah, time? Yeah, you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I'll buy you time. This wasn't easy, man. Uh, and that's a good sign thing for the Eagles, yep. I guess, that there were this many, you know, good players. So I want Shady McCoy five. Mm-hmm. If you look at, you know, the rushing, receiving yards per carry. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, this guy had a remarkable Eagles career. And I know he's still number one. He's still number one in rushing for the Eagles. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. And I know not so everybody, is. he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. And 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 believe me, I had some, you know, dealings with him where he wasn't the best to deal with. But anyway, I, I, if I'm keeping it real, that he was that kind of player. So I have Shady as number five. Number four, I went Kelsey. Kelsey's yeah, probably so going to be a Hall tough. of Famer. Yep. That's no tough. You know, so for, like no when question. all is said and done, he's. Yep. You know, arguably, I mean, you could say Bednarik because he played center and linebacker, but he's arguably the greatest center that's ever played for the Eagles. He's, he's no make question a the best center that yeah. ever played for the Eagles. So I, I put Kelsey in there. Um, I went Jason Peters, another guy who I think is going to be a Hall of Famer yep. at number yep. three. You know, and I know sometimes offensive linemen don't get the love and it's not as sexy and whatever as other positions, but I want Peters, man. I, I want Peters at number three. I should have uh, did the same thing. I'm going to tell you, I should have did the same thing. But the only reason why I put those two, because they're the reason why I was I was kicked out of Philly, though. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> reason enough. When the, when That's they cost, when they cost you money, it, like they right. get, they get the I like That's it. Why I was gone. They kicked me out because of those two. Yeah, I hear you. I hear. You. Look, I, and really hard to argue. Trey Thomas and John Runyon aren't on one of these lists. I, so right. I'm not, I'm not. I hear you, Barry. Um, all right, so I have Peters at number three. Number two, I'll go T.O. 
I go to you. It was very short lived. It was a season mm-hmm. and a half. Yep. Um, and and that's why I debated having him that high or not. But it was an incredible season and a half. Uh, unfortunately, it just it went blew to bits uh, in a lot of ways. But that I have him at number two. I have McNabb at number one. And I, look. I know people don't necessarily aren't all in love with him. I get the personality rub. I know he never really connected the way he probably should have with Philadelphia fans. But if you look at his numbers and you look at the sustained success, minus the Super Bowl, big deal, I get it, that he had that, – that guy had an amazing run at a, at a position that's hard to find, you know, quarterbacks. So I went LaShawn, Kelsey, Peters, Owens, McNabb, guys who didn't make the list who I – you know, really would have liked to have put on the list. Westbrook, Staley, Deshaun Jackson are yeah. three that I had a tough time not putting on my list. I'll be honest with you. Like really tough time on the offensive side. You're absolutely so, right, man. I mean, especially I played with Deuce. I saw Deuce do incredible things while I was with the Eagles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Another Barrett, there was like Westbrook, there was nothing the guy couldn't do. He could catch a pass. He could run it. He could yep. block. He, he was smart, tough. I, I mean, everything. He had everything you wanted in a football player. So, yeah, if it was 10, it'd be a little bit easier. Five makes it tough. You're going to you're gonna leave some guys off, man, that were phenomenal. So, yeah. that's mine. How about you, Derek? Offensively, I had my list down since uh, this morning. That was easy. Um, number five for me was D-Jack. D-Jack currently still, still sits at number three all time in receiving yards when you consider he did two separate stints with this organization. In his heyday, D-Jack was one of the most feared wide receivers in the game. His route running tree was limited, but you couldn't contain him. Dude, They were tra- if a quarterback had time to stand back in the pocket and pat the ball and he was going deep, it was over. Mm-hmm. It was basically over. Mm-hmm. He was one yep. of the best at tracking the ball because of his baseball uh, experience in, in, high, in high school and college. That dude could track a ball. He, and he played in college ball. too? Yes. I, I think didn't know he that. played in college also. Um, that wow. dude could track a ball like you would believe, man, in terms of over either shoulder. And when he got to him, he didn't drop many. I, I don't remember many deep balls D-Jack dropped. Plus, you yeah. know, he's the only player ever to make a Pro Bowl uh, for two different positions. You know, uh, so I, I hate to go – I hated to do it, but D-Jack was my number five. Number, my number four was John Runyon. John yeah. Runyon was one of the nastiest offensive linemen in the history of the game. Dudes talked about John Runyon about how dirty he was. And, 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 you know, there was a guy back in the 70s named Conrad Dobler who played for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he talked about how the psychological advantage he would have when he stepped to the line of scrimmage because the guys lining up opposite him were worried about what kind of dirty crap is he going to do to me today. So it would take them a little bit off their game and give them the psychological edge. John Runyon used to take pride in the fact that he was voted one of the dirtiest players ever to play in the game. And he used that to his advantage. Plus, he was rock solid at the tackle position. Yeah, At that time, there was nobody at the tackle position better than a John Runyon. My number three is LaShawn McCoy uh, because McCoy to this day is still the all-time leading rusher. LaShawn McCoy was an electric player. You know, Incredible. Uh, he, he had some durability issues at times in his career. But the fact that you know he wasn't here that long and he's still number three all-time rushing for this franchise says a lot about what he could do when he was healthy. My number two was Jason Peters. Jason Peters is going to be a, ro- a first ballot Hall of Famer. When you look at this guy, he went from playing what uh, 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 tight end, uh, in to, in yeah. a tight end to Arkansas, a tight end, and became one of the best um, uh, tackles to ever play the game in the history of pro football. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer, rock solid. 
Obviously, he fell off a little bit in the latter stages of his career, had durability issues, you know. But I still, and number one, I'm with I'm, I'm with you guys all the way. You know, a lot of people want to hear it, but Donovan McNabb, you still look at the stats across the board. He is the best quarterback in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of yards, touchdowns, you name it. He's the number one on their list. So you can't you can't put anybody else. I wanted to put Westbrook there. I couldn't put T.O. because T.O.'s tenure here was short. When T.O. was here, he was electric, no question about it. And then all of a sudden, that second season, T.O. lost his mind, messed up the whole team, caused all kind of division on this team, and Andy Reid got rid of him real quick. So I couldn't put T.O. Um, I, 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 I thought about Jeremy Macklin, but Jeremy Macklin was always injured You know, uh, when he was here. He had some great games, but he didn't have enough consistent games. So those are some of the players I couldn't put on the list, but that's my top, that's my top five. That's good. Look, I, I, and the beauty of this is you you could always debate it, and you could always make a case for a guy who one of us left out or whatever. I mean, it, like Zach Ertz, right? No Zach Ertz numbers what, are amazing. What about Lane Johnson? Lane Johnson, yeah. Lane Brandon you know, Brooks. Brandon Brooks. I mean, Brandon Brooks was here four seasons, but he was one of the best right guards in the game. A good call. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was goodness. the best. He was the best one year and, and top two yeah. for yeah. three years. Yeah, and I didn't want to just make this skill players. You know, I mean, right, we, right. we're talking about overall great players, and and offensive linemen have to be put into that equation. Man, and the Eagles have have had so many roots. Yeah. I mean, Peters, Kelsey, Runyon, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas. Oh my God, yeah. man. and Lane. Yeah, incredible the, the amount yeah, that they've had. Man, oh, unbelievable. All right, I'll uh, I'll I'll start defense. If, okay, if you guys don't mind. Um. And again, you know, there's going to be a couple left out here. You're going to say, like, why isn't this guy on the list? I only had five. So, anyway, all right. Number five, I want Trotter. I want Jeremiah Trotter mm-hmm. for his impact that he had as a linebacker here. Yep. Um, and, and and I feel like we're still trying to replace, you know, yep. Jeremiah Trotter. It, it, right. We've been talking about them getting a linebacker forever uh, in this town that had that kind of impact. And I know it was two stints and he wasn't, you know, quite the same guy when he came back the second time, whatever. But – I thought he had a pretty good run. Anyway, uh, I go Trotter five. I go Malcolm Jenkins four. Malcolm Jenkins never missed games, okay? Never missed Mm -hmm. snaps. Played special teams. Was a part of a Super Bowl. Was a leader on this team. You know, we could go on and on and on about the impact that this guy had uh, and was a phenomenal safety in a lot of ways. So uh, I put Malcolm at number four. I put Fletcher Cox at number three. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I know he's a little diminished now, but the prime Fletcher years are pretty damn impressive, man. And again, a guy who was part of a Super Bowl. So I put him as number three. I put Brandon Graham as number two. And wow. yeah, I know. Yeah. I know that's I know that's that feels high. I get it. Whoa. I understand. But I just think between the ability to defend the run, which we don't give him any credit for, and the pass, he's a versatile two-down defensive end who's not just a specialist and has you know the longevity thing for me is amazing. I know he missed last year, but he's been around for a very long time. I mean, he's, he's gone through Andy Reed, uh, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and now Nick Sirianni. That's remarkable. Yep. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, it and is. then the, the obvious one, number one's obvious. It's Brian Dawkins. I, really. I don't know what else there is to even say, uh, you know, just a, a guy who became a prototype for what, how safeties are used now with what Jim Johnson, you know, did with him and did everything well, could cover, could hit, uh, was a great blitzer. Uh, was a really good special teams player. We tend yeah, to forget about that too. That's right. Uh, you know, and and leadership is uh, probably second to none for for what Brian Dawkins brought to the table. So 
you know, there's there's a lot of guys that that I left out. I get it, but they're my five that I'm going with. Whoever mm. wants to grab it next, uh, Derek, you want to take next? Let Barrett go last. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, my number five, my number five is Trent Cole. Trent Cole, uh, his durability is second to none. I think he missed like three games his entire tenure in Philadelphia. And I always asked him, I said, how are you able to stay so healthy? And his theory made sense. He says, when you when you saw people in piles and in scrums, he said that you had to keep the feet moving. Always keep your feet moving and always keep your head on a swivel. And he said, I always kept my feet moving. He says, a lot of time when players got injured was when people were you know fighting for fumbled, fumbled balls, or when it was scrum piling when you're trying to stop a runner, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and tries to put the finishing hit on him, and all yeah. of a sudden that's how you get hurt with the knees and ankles. He said, I always kept my legs moving and always kept my body on a swivel. You know, and that's how he was able to avoid a lot of injuries. My I think he's four, underrated in general. I do too. As an Eagle player. But go and, you know, he's number two in sacks and number three all-time in his Eagles list in terms of multiple game sacks. Yep. You know, I think you're right. He's one of the most underrated defenders the Eagles ever had. Uh, my number four is Malcolm Jenkins. I call it a Swiss Army knife. Malcolm Jenkins came down in the box. Malcolm Jenkins could step back, cover the tight end, cover running back coming out. Malcolm Jenkins was a teacher. If you think about the last few years here, he was in Philadelphia, and when he had all these young guys playing on the back end of the defense, Malcolm Jenkins was basically their secondary coach. And I remember the one season when he said, he said, I told these guys, he said, okay, that's it. I'm not babysitting you anymore. Now you figure it out. And because of that, they didn't have Malcolm really to lean on there to figure it out. They got better. They were still yep. not top tier, but they got better as they went along. Once he turned them loose, I guess, you know, mama bird kicked the baby birds out of the nest. <laughs> so he's my number four. My number three, Fletcher Cox, for what you said. You know, unfortunately for Fletcher, he was always compared to Aaron Donald. Right. But they were two different type players. You know, Aaron Donald built his credibility with his ability to, to garner double-digit sacks. Fletcher Cox, during his tenure in Philadelphia, was asked, to control the line of scrimmage and free up people around him to finish off plays. So his sack numbers have never been close to what an Aaron Donald was. But in terms of brute strength, being able to shed double-team blocks, push double-team blocks back into a quarterback, I don't know if there was a stronger defensive lineman since Reggie White than Fletcher Cox. Okay? Uh, my number two will be Trotter. We have mm. not had a middle linebacker in the time I've been here that comes close to Trotter. There's a reason why he was called the ax man. He's a downhill player all the time, a disruptive factor, and he was a thumper. If he got his hands on you, you weren't going where. If he caught you and you didn't see him, you were going to feel it. You would be heading to the ice bath the next day. Mm. Trotter was one of the tough – for a dude that was only like 6'2", but he was about 245. Trotter could move sideline to sideline. He'd blow you up. He, would not, he was not afraid to stick his nose in there and take on a guard or a tackle in any given moment. And Trotter set the tone um, for a lot of that defense. My number one gets a lot of credit for being a tone setter on defense, Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, not just because of what he became, but what he had to go through to get to where he was as a professional athlete. Brian Dawkins overcame the dark side of life where a lot of people don't make it. He battled depression early on in his career. He had suicide tendencies. He was a young father, a young husband, and Brian Dawkins' struggle off the field was greater than any struggle he went through on the football field. And he overcame that. He still battles depression today. But he overcame that and made himself a, not just a perennial Pro Bowl player and one of the most respected players that ever played that position, but a Hall of Fame player as well. So Brian Dawkins, hands down, my number one. Okay, interesting. An interesting wow. list. How about you, Barry? Where, where are you going? We started with ten, uh, five. 
Well, five, I'm gonna go. Um, it was it was tough, man, because you know, I mean some great players, but I'm gonna go Fletcher Cox as my 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 number five guy. Okay, okay. for everything you guys have said, yep. he's been the most dominant defensive lineman I've seen since Reg- Reggie White. Yeah, since you know, since I was here, you know what I'm saying? Since I've been a part of yeah. Philip Eagles football since '95, he's been the most dominant. I played, I even played with some guys that were pretty good, you know. So, you know, Andy Harmon, uh, you know, guys like that, you know, William so, Fuller, William those guys, Fuller. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. he's been the most dominant, um, I've seen. Uh, next, I'm gonna go Malcolm. You know, Malcolm okay. was a leadership. He's a he's a big reason why that whole yeah. team stuck together and yep. made it to the Super Bowl. He was the glue. He was the cog that made that whole machine run. Uh, my third guy is 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 is, uh, is somebody you know that doesn't get a lot of accolades, but he's by far one of the best players I've seen here, and that's Troy. Mm. You know, Troy, Troy Benson mm. yeah. at cornerback and at safety. Um, he taught all those young guys how to play the game. That's you know, a good one. That's a, Troy's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he taught B Dog the game. Yes, right. Uh, you know, he taught Bobby Taylor. Bobby, Bobby Taylor talked Taylor about it when we had yep. him on. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. You know, right. so he he was he's more influential than anybody, you know, that I know, especially during that time. Then um my number two guy is, is Trotter. You know, the axe man, you know, I played against him, uh, you know, practicing with him. Yeah, he was by far one of the most dominant defensive um, linebackers I've, I've I've played against and played with. You know, yep. I played some great linebackers too. You know, I mean, I, I'm talking about guys that you know I played with with the Steelers, like James Ferrier, and you know, guys like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Harris. You know, I played with you know Silverback. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the best, most dominant. James Harrison. Yeah. You know, yeah, players I've ever been around. But uh, Trot was one of those guys you had the game plan for. Mm-hmm. And then number one, of course, it's going to be B Dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you know that's my list. And then it was hard for me how, uh, not to put Bobby up there and Slay up there. Both yeah, those man. Guys are, are great players. I agree. I thought about Lido for a minute. Uh, yep. Sheldon, Sheldon Brown, Sheldon. Uh, Troy's Javon a great Kurs. one. I, I, I yeah. should, you know, I, I, yeah, Javon Curse. It was just so short lived, you know, with Javon. Um, I, I, there's one we, there's one we forgot. He was. I think he was the last of the shutdown corners that the Eagles had, Asante Samuel. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Asante Samuel. You're right. He doesn't get a lo- no. enough love either. No, he doesn't. Uh, no. Y- yeah. Yeah. But he was I, a shutdown corner. Yeah, and, and he was an interception machine. Yes. He, he had a yeah. lot of interceptions in his career. Don't forget um, about Bradley Stewart. What? Yeah, I'm just playing. Stewart Bradley. What? Stewart Bradley, whatever his what? name is. I, I just say that because we played in a preseason game, man, and I, uh, I'm in the game. I'm running with the ones. I knew I was going to start, but I was just wondering with the ones, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I dunked him on his head, put him on his back, you know, drove him down. You know, I did like three plays in a row. And he, you know, he's getting a ball. And I said, and he turned around and looked at me and said, uh, you're not even making the team. Who are you? I said, wow. you're not either. This is your third time being on the ground. You're not wow. either. Oh, man. <laughs> but he got, he, he actually said that to me. I said, like, who are you? Yeah, who are you? Man? That's right. right. Uh, we're getting a lot of good nominations for special teams. I mean, it, look, if, if we do special teams, David Akers, it's without question the greatest no question. kicker the Eagles have ever He's number one. I mean, and, and that's, that's like Sproles. almost Sproles, absolutely. I would put Westbrook and, and Deshaun both in Westbrook, those categories. Yeah. As yeah. Return, punt return men. <clears throat> both really, really Ike good. Reese. Ike Reese, Ike Reese, yes. Uh, B. Mitch would would get a touch, even though it was you know not here forever. Exactly. exactly. I throw him in there. I'm trying to think of other. Um, 
That's a, that's there's not a have a punter. Yeah. Oh, punter with Sean. Sean oh, what? Don, Donnie oh. Johnson or Donnie Jones? Donnie, Donnie Longball. Jones. Yeah. Donnie Longball. What wasn't he from Australia? Where was it? Who's it? Did we have a, a punter Sav from Australia? Roca. Sav Roca. Roca. He was good in terms of ball placement. Um, in terms of accuracy, he had no I'm, touch though, Gunner. He, he he was a but a couple he, of years he led he led the league in like punts per average yeah, or something like that. I guess and punts uh, down inside the twenty. They've had a lot. Actually, Sipos is Australian. Cam Cam Johnston was was uh, yeah. Australian. I, I don't know. I still can't figure out why Cam Johnston was. Let, I, I, yeah, I don't why get that. Why I, I mean, that. I don't know. I don't. And, think, they, and I, they raised him too. You know, he was on a practice squad for like a yeah, year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get that even a little bit. Uh, you know, um, going back to the defense for just a second. Uh, two two linebackers that I left off the list that were rock solid for this team: Carlos Simmons and D'Amico Ryan's. Right, they were both solid players. Carlos didn't make a lot of not a lot of he didn't get a lot of notoriety for quarterback sacks, but, but Carlos Emmett didn't make many mistakes. No, you know, great coverage guy too. Great coverage, great great, great tack. D'Amico Ryan's was kind of like a trotter. Yeah, D'Amico was a thumper. You know, smaller linebacker, big body, but he was a thumper, man. You know, mm-hmm. he was a tone setter for games. Coaching, and, his, you know, coaching his butt off too. Yeah, look at him now. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. Absolutely. Oh, he's he's he'll be a, a head coach soon. He's a fast track guy. Well, I, we, I, we hope guarantee. we hope because we keep well, saying uh, that guy in Kansas City should have been a head coach a long time ago. No, you're the right. I, 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 like, should be a head coach. Yeah. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Uh, no, that's good. That, that's I, I always I always think it's fun to do those kind of memory lane stuffs. Those kind of lists, man, because it, 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 what it does yeah. is it, you start to really think about these guys and everything they did when they were here too. It's fun. It's fun. It's I remember my mm-hmm. guy. Uh, Gary Anderson, you know, he was South African. I thought you, oh, yeah. I thought you guys talking about him first, but Gary, I mean, I, yeah, I remember him. He, he I covered I, him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know what's a shame? All I remember is he missed the big kick for Minnesota when Randy right, 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 yeah, he did. Right, yeah, he That's did. the and one. Matter of fact, he had missed a kick all year. I know he, he was on fire. Kick. I know. Yes. Uh, Jake oh, Elliott, uh, Jeremiah brings up a good point. Jake Elliott should get a little love. He should. He yep, should get a little yep, love. He needs yep. to do it a few more years, but he's he had man, he had a great year last year. You talk about a guy who really had a, you know, like turned it up, didn't he? Big time, big time, because he was very inconsistent prior yeah, right. to that. He, yeah. But he had a good year last year. All right, so we're going to step aside here. We'll come back. We'll keep the Eagles talk going, and we're going to pose the question. And, and again, feel for great job by the comment section. Feel free to chime in on this one as well. Which new Eagle can work anyway? Trade, free agent, draft, whatever, will have the biggest impact this season for the Birds. We'll do that when we get back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He is Barrett Brooks. He is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. All right, let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because uh, you want to make sure you get your your finances straight, man. This is not something you mess around with. It's your future, bottom line. And I can tell you from personal experience that I trust my finances with Jim Murray and the Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You may have a, a small business and you need to set up employee benefits. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. And I, it's also confusing now with what's going on with the stock market, I'm sure. And you, you probably have a lot of questions. He's there as a sounding board. He's there as a resource to answer any questions that you may have. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. Trust me. 610-996-4751. That's how you can reach out to him. 610-996-4751. Drop him an email. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com that's murray.jim at principal.com go for the polls and the pools 
go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Mommy Slam Dunk Champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Right. One o'clock hour. Welcome back in. Hey, good one by Anthony says John Doran boss for the special teams. That dude was a machine. He was automatic with, with, with the long snap. So that's a good one. Absolutely a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So unheralded position, Paul falling into the trap of not hearing exactly what's going on. so he says, uh, Eric Allen, Eric Allen, unbelievable player should be in the hall of fame, but he was prior to 2000. So, I don't play yep. ball. It's just, just an FYI. Uh, no doubt how great Eric Allen was, in, in my opinion. Um, so, continue with the Eagles theme here, guys. Present day. It's been a, a notable offseason for this team. They went out and they got A.J. Brown. They went out and they signed Hassan Reddick. They signed Kazir White. They signed James Bradbury. They drafted Jordan Davis. They drafted the Kobe Dean. I mean, it's been a long 
and really fun offseason of, of pretty big kind of names and impactful sort of players. So I started thinking about, you know, which of these players will have the greatest impact on this season. Um, and I'll pose the question to you guys. It could be either side of the ball, whomever you think. Who does have the greatest impact here uh, of the new faces? Could be rookie, could be a, a veteran who they brought in. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Hassan Reddick. I think um, I think Hassan is going to be a major contributor um, on that whole defensive scheme and the schematics on what they're trying to do. Uh, it's going to be hard to block him and try to get a bead on him through the offense I mean, uh, for, as, from the offensive standpoint because you don't know whether he's a linebacker or he's a defensive end on how to block him. If they got five down with the 50 um, front. You know, do you allocate a tackle to him or do you send a, a back his way or a tight end his way? I mean, it's going to be hard to really get a beat on, you know, as far as what you're trying to do from an offensive standpoint on blocking the front guys. So he's going to be a major contributor on them being, you know, very um, – having having the ability to have a lot of varying fronts you know, from a blocking standpoint, you know, thinking from an offensive mindset, when you get to the line and you see his, you know, three down lineman and you see him out there, you're thinking, all right, this is four down, but he's, he's way outside. When you look at that, it looks like he's just a linebacker, but he's actually an enamel count of being a defensive lineman. So all those mm-hmm. things play tricks on you when you're an offensive lineman. Let, let me, let me ask either one of you guys this. And before you jump in Derek with yours. And I know they have the template from from what Carolina did last year and and I think is last year in Arizona. But do either of you worry a little bit that they're just not going to figure out the best way to incorporate him? I'm a little leery of that. I got to be honest. Yeah, I I worry about that a little. I see it too many times. Players who do outstanding things in one system go to another, another team and all of a sudden their numbers dip drastically because they're not utilized the same way they were and for the reason why they paid them a lot of money to come to their team. And that's one of my biggest concerns with Hassan is what is Jonathan Gannon going to do to him? Is he thoroughly studying the film of what made Hassan Reddick what he was the last two years in terms of quarterback sacks? Will he utilize him to the fullest in his scheme with the Eagles? And I have major concerns about that because – I don't know what to expect from a Jonathan Gannon this year. I really don't. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so give me yours, uh, Derek. Who, who has the biggest impact uh, from the new faces here at the Eagles? I was torn between Reddick and A.J. Brown, and I, I went with A.J. Brown in my final pick because I think this guy has the ability to be a game changer, not so much in just catching passes, racking up yards, but also opening up the field for others in one-on-one coverage from Devontae Smith, Quez, um, Dallas Goddard. Um, In in just three years, he's already established himself as one of the more physical and one of the best pass catchers in the game today. Um, My concern is, can that guy named Jalen Hurts get him the ball enough to make him as effective as he was in Tennessee? I don't know that. Is that part of the game plan for, for Nick Sirianni? To get him, you know, he brought his boy in here, Pascal, from the Colts for a reason. Devontae Smith, Goddard, running backs, all have to get their touches. 
will, will A.J. Brown's numbers suffer uh, in, in Nick Sirianni's system? Um, I don't know how you keep everybody happy when you have the wealth of, of pass catchers uh, that the Eagles do now in their game plan. And so I just think even when he doesn't have the ball, he automatically c- commands extra attention because of his physicality and what he's able to do in terms of yards after the catch. Great points, all of them. Uh, I went, I really went back and forth between Reddick and, and A.J. Brown, honestly, yeah. because this team so yeah. badly needed a pass rush last year, and it was so obvious so many times they just couldn't get home. They didn't even yeah. get enough hits on the opposing quarterbacks. So, right. Right, you know I mean, what yeah, I mean? Like, right, yeah. Guys were just clean like yep. they just went to the laundromat, you know, right, after right. They, they, they played the Eagles. So Brady um, looked like he didn't even play a game. No. Uh, it looked like he, he broke a sweat. No, he didn't even yeah. need to shower yep. after that game. It was crazy. Um, so, on one hand, like, there's no doubt this team needs pass rush in the worst way. And you bring in a yep. guy who's averaged more than 10 sacks per game or per yep. season, excuse me. Man, that's huge. Then I started thinking about A.J. Brown on the other side. And I think, you know, you, a proven guy, we don't have to see Rager anymore, number one. <laughs> okay. Rager's the, his name wasn't even mentioned. You I know. <laughs> I just brought his name up. Keep his name out my mouth. Um, but that's crazy, I, but that's what people think now. I mean, they're, they're just thinking, Rager, did he, is he, was he that? And I think, yes, he was that bad. Well, the also, Barrett, <laughs> the other part is like, you don't, you don't have a coaching staff that's going to try to force feed something that isn't there too with Rager. Uh, now I think they've re- the, the organization has reached the conclusion that that's done with. So that, that helped aid it, that aided that. So I look at that. I look at the fact that if you're going to put your number one on him, what that's going to do for Devontae. He also, he, he's a guy who doesn't have to take the top off to be effective. You know, he can catch it and break one for 15 after just a five yard catch, which he's been his whole career. Uh, he's so strong. He he's look. there's a lot of different things that he can do. So it's a really, it's close, man. It's such a coin flip for me. Ultimately I probably go Brown. I probably lean Brown, but man, there isn't a wrong answer between Brown and Reddick. Like if if, if no. Reddick is an eleven sack guy, what that does for everybody else, how that opens things up, what happens on the other end, on the other side, you know, for Brandon Graham or whomever is is playing opposite of him, and what AJ Brown does for Goddard, and he does for Devontae, and he does yep. for the run game. Not to mention, Hertz has a bona fide veteran stud who's seen everything now that mm-hmm. he's going to throw the ball, who he has a great relationship with. Yep. So. You know, both of those guys, man, are going to have a massive impact on this team. I don't think there's any doubt, and they're both established. That's that's the biggest thing right there, already proven commodities. Um, two guys that can get theirs, you know what I'm saying, regardless. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't have to manufacture stuff to get them going. You know, we're so used to having to manufacture offense or manufacture ways in which we can, you know, get a sack. Oh, we got to send a blitz here, you know, or that we really had no one one-on-one that could beat a guy uh, consistently every single play, play in and play out. Right. And I think we have that Hassan now. And then have a, you know, a boss receiver that, you know, wherever you put the ball, he's going to go get it. He's going to, um, uh, you know, block a, guy, a little DB out or muscle a guy or just run past a guy. He has all those traits that a number one receiver have. To, to, to be successful. So we don't have to worry about that. That's the biggest thing right there. We don't have to worry about 
him being open or, you know, getting open. He'll be open or if he's not open, he'll still go out and make the catch. Yeah. Those are two things we, we lacked for years. And I am right. And I don't, I also don't worry about those guys showing up. Like I, I don't think, yes, you know, like AJ Brown wouldn't have been silent in that playoff game. <laughs> exactly. You know, when the Eagles were getting smoked, I'm not telling you they win, but he would, he was showing up. So I think that's big. Yeah. And, and you start look at the other, start to look at the others, you know, um, Kaiser White could could go under the radar here, man, in a big way for this team. Uh, Nicobe Dean by midseason could be a three down linebacker. Uh, Bradbury, Bradbury, you know, finally a, a complimentary corner to to slay, as opposed to what was what you had last year. So, you know, you can make a case for a lot of these guys, man. The impact that they're going to have. The two the two guys that we talked about, um, D, um, AJ Brown and Hassan Reddick, they both fall in the same category. Will the coaching staff hurt them or hinder them in how they deploy them game in and game out? Um, I, have my, I have big question marks about the two people that control their movement, Jonathan Gannon and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And until further notice, uh, there's nothing that can convince me right now, make me feel much better about one or the other uh, because of what we, we've talked about time and time again since the inception of this show. I think they are the two biggest question marks on this team, the defensive coordinator and the quarterback, in terms of the success or the failure of this team over 17 games. Yeah, I agree. I think similarly, Barrett, both have been gifted with a a massive upgrade of talent Yep. uh, as opposed to what they had last year. I mean, last year you could legitimately make a case that, you know, what do you want these guys to do? I mean, they don't have enough. But I think there's enough there this year where they both need to show out. And, they, and it's a proven kind of year. They have to. It's imperative that both guys have a successful season because if they are successful, this team is is a you know major factor in the conference. I you notice I didn't say division. I said in the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they should win this conference. I mean the division easily. But I think they should be competing with the conference. You know with the with the talent that they have. So um, just just looking at. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, um, what they're bringing to the table, man, people understand what it is to block multiple fronts and how to differentiate how these blocking stands. Because you could you could have a guy that's head up on you, and if he moves over two inches, it changes to an entirely different blocking scheme yep. from an offensive standpoint. He shades from a, from a one technique to now um, head up over you. It changes how you call your protections, where the force is, who has the hot read, who are they going to double team, are they sliding the protection over? Those are all things you got to run through. Who's who's responsible for them? So, I'm looking at the, I'm looking for Gannon to really, really. I think Washburn is going to be a key cog on how he calls the defense because Washburn is he's he's in charge and this is junior. He's a, I don't know if he's a junior or not, but Jeremiah, 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 yeah. yep. Jeremiah, yep. his son, who Jim is his, uh, you know, Jim was the defensive coordinator with the wide nine. Wide nine, yeah. We all remember from the wide yeah. nine, right? But um, Jeremiah Washburn, when and watching him go through those, you know, defensive ends and linebackers on the outside and how he's coaching them, how he's getting those guys going. Yep. I was surprised to see. You know, saying that the the attitude that all those guys were taking, and, and they were they didn't even have pads on, so I can just imagine if they had pads on, 
how fast they were going, how fast they were moving, how explosive they were. They challenged each other like, you know, they didn't know each other. That's what you want. You didn't have to ask those guys to get it going. They were getting uh-huh. it going without any pads on. Right. So imagine having BG, Hassan Reddick, all those guys out there practicing that hard and that intense. And, oh, by this way, they got a couple of kids like Leo and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, both of the Johnsons, you know, K-Ron mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. K-Ron Johnson uh, and, um, and Patrick Johnson. Just being explosive out there. And Leo, just let you guys see this kid, Leo. Looking pretty good out there, man. Yeah, yeah no. All right, I think it'd be a great point. I, I, let me ask you, from a technical standpoint, can you try to do too much? I mean, yes. can you? Can you? Can you? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, what I mean, I just wonder sometimes, like, are we going to get to the point where, like, just, just you're, you, you know, simplify this thing a little bit? It well, feels you know like there's going to be yeah, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of grand plans here. Of you can be so do, but, you can be so smart, you can be dumb, end up yes. looking dumb. Yeah. Too high of a learning curve for, for certain guys. Right. You and know guys are just sort of like confused with the role. Or, what are we do? oh, sec, We're doing this on third. Yeah. It just feels like there's a lot of moving parts. And if, if something is working, stick with it. You know, yes. those are little things that, you know, that comes with coaching, man. You can have multiple fronts, but if one is working, keep doing that front, you know, until they find some way to stop exactly. it and go to the next one. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen a, a, a I've seen a, a, an embarrassment of riches end up being, you know, an embarrassment. Uh, the worst thing you have, yeah, an embarrassment. Yeah. You know, they mean because they have so much there, they don't know how to use them, or you know, they're so caught up with all this. I mean, perfect example on the offensive side of the ball when dealing with John Gruden, his terminology and how he called plays was so extensive and 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 so complicated that people would get lost on what what to do. The verbiage, like, yeah, there's you know, so much yeah, verbiage. What us, yeah. you know, it was like, all right, the first thing he says. Uh, 322. That means it's a three-step drop because it's 322. The protection is 22 protection, meaning it's a scat protection, meaning the back's out. You've only got your five against their five. And you, you're trying to process all this stuff. It's going uh, 322, Y, stick, nod. You have the Y. He's running a stick, nod route. And then there's another thing at the end where the receiver's going to do. I'm like... So all this stuff and, you know, and, this and you're getting it. this quick, like the, you know, the, the play clock's already running down, and you got exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're trying to process all this, and oh, by the way, on two, what? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, you know, yeah. saying what protection was, you know, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. I, and you guys know, like teams find their personalities as the season goes on. You know, it may be a case where, you know, you go in with all these attentions, which is great, right? And then all of a sudden, you realize by week three or four our strength is this. And, you know, I don't want to, like, I'd rather just stay with that and not have, try and force feed yep. whatever, you know, the, these ideas you might have. I, I, I get keeping an offense guessing. I get it. Believe me. But we'll see. I can see, I can, I can actually see a guy like Gannon sitting back and not getting sleep at night because it's like, Oh damn, they gave me all this. I mean, they, they spent the draft on me. I mean, I, I got the number one pick. I got my nose guard. Now they're expecting me now to go out and call perfect games. I mean, they went out and got, you know, Kazir White to be in the middle of that defense along with TJ Edwards. How am I going to incorporate them? Oh, by the way, they got Hassan Reddick, who's been a double-dish sacker. How can I make him a better player? Oh, well, we still got Fletcher Cox. Are we going to be able to make him, uh, you know, as explosive as he was but stay within the framework yeah. of what we're trying to do? Those are all things that's running through. Oh, oh man, what are we going to do, man? I mean, uh, Oh, uh, I don't know what to do now. You know, Fletcher, you know, 
got flesh with Brandon Graham. We can't forget about Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham was one of the, you know, the best defensive ends we've had. You know, because of him, we couldn't do anything. You know, so yeah. can we keep? That's a lot of stuff. To it worries me. It worries me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it worries you with a with a coordinator who we're not sure. Like in in fairness, I, I'm willing to give. I'm I'm very much in the same boat with him that I am with Jalen Hurts. Like I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, and see here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think he'll be more aggressive. I in in fairness to him, he didn't have the the, the, the horses, so, so I do think he's going to be more aggressive. But but I but if I'm being honest too, I don't know because he interviewed or was supposed to be an you know a candidate for head coaching jobs. Yep. That doesn't mean anything right. to me. Like, no. I need to see, me neither. You know, neither. we know no. how many guys should have gotten jobs who didn't for whatever reasons. Absolutely. So, I, that to, that doesn't move the needle for me one bit. Like some people say, well, see, everybody else around the league loves them. Mm, I, yeah. I don't know what that even means, honestly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what everybody. I, I, I even tell my kids, who the hell is everybody? You always tell us everybody. Yeah, right. Who is everybody? I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so everybody doesn't know them. Or everybody can put pick this 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 system up. No, well, if it's everybody can pick the system up, how come they're not picking it up? Well, I everybody think we also be playing. Know, yeah. Well, sometimes that stuff are they're straight up favors. You right. know, basically, an agent calls it, it. It shouldn't happen, but an agent will call a GM or whatever and say, "Hey, can you just interview my boy so he gets an idea what the process is all about?" Yeah, exactly. Right. With no intent, honest. I think it's a waste of an organization's time, personal, but whatever. But. And, and, and then, you know what, in fairness, sometimes a guy will blow you away. But for the most part, it's done so the guy gets a, a feel for what those kind of interviews are like, and then they move on. It's not necessarily because he's a candidate or, or a guy they really like. Well, it's, you know, politics. Perfect, perfect example of that, guys, is my boy, um, um, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was a wide receiver coach in, like, Florida Atlantic or some Florida school that's not even, you know, really D1. Hmm. Any interviews for the Houston job? Are you right. kidding me? Come Houston's on, done man. some weird yeah. stuff, man. Right. Come on, man. Stop. I mean, it, Stop it. What they they totally screwed David Culley. I oh, mean, they did. Yeah, beyond they did. belief. Yeah, they did. And they then they turn around and they give it to his defensive coordinator, who's already <laughs> in house. Like, if you wanted to just change things up, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand anything that they're. I don't think they run well. Obviously, I mean, you traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a running back. If that doesn't right. tell you how out of touch that that team is with the way the NFL is now, I don't know what does. So that was, yeah, you know, the enemy still doesn't have a job. We we could go yeah. on and on and on, you know. And, and some of this certainly is race. There's no question about that. But but uh, I think uh, some of it is just incompetence that organizations don't know what the hell they're looking at or who should be, you know, given a, a chance or not given a chance. So, you know, it's, it, I shouldn't say it's all that surprising. But if I if I had to throw one sort of uh, Right in vote. Um, I, I still keep saying to Kobe Dean, guys, because I feel like he's going to be on the field a ton as the season goes on. You could say Jordan Davis, you know, for as far as disruptor, but I would, I, I think the Kobe Dean's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. I, so I, I would say, say that's hard for, for me. Yeah, I would say for at least half the season, the Kobe Dean's going to be a situational player. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see him as an every down player right out of the gate. And I, and I wonder, is there more to this pec injury than everybody in that organization is letting on? You know, they've deemed him healthy enough to go to rookie camp, mini camp, training camp. But I just can't get it out of my mind that 31 other teams saw a red flag with this kid when everybody – the early projection was he was a legitimate top 20 pick mm-hmm. in the upcoming draft. All of a sudden, he falls all the way to the third round. 
And it's like Howie Roseman said, either we are right or 31 other teams were right. And we're going to find out. Yeah. You know, so I just think because of the veteran presence that he has in front of him in terms of Reddick, uh, TJ Edwards, Kazir White, they're going to ease him in and, and, and play to his strengths, like attacking a third down situations, maybe covering a tight end and, and, and third long passing situations. I don't know if he's going to be that every down backer right out of the gate. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I just, look, it's hard for me, man. Yeah. It's really hard for me to say that he's going to come in and be that good when he's just got so many people in front of him that are, are quality guys. You know, you just can't screw over TJ Edwards like that. Yeah. And I, know, I know it's an unforgiving league, but I think TJ has done enough. And, and, and looking at him in practice, he's cut weight, he looks faster. Looks a little more explosive. That year under his belt, man. Another year under his belt, man. He's, he, I think he's going to take that next step also. Mm. So you're not going to be able to leave him behind like you left everybody else. Well, behind. he's going to be big time motivated too. But not that right. he, was, he, not that we we ever questioned that anyway. But when they, when they draft the Kobe Dean and they sign Kazir White, I'm sure that you know there's another fire, a couple fires lit under TJ Edwards yep, exactly. too. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it could, should be interesting. All right, we'll come back, guys. Uh, so at two o'clock, we'll talk to Greg Murphy. Great, great. Uh, unbelievable story of, of just just triumph and, and and persistence and all those things. He's also the pre and post game uh, show host for the uh, for the Phils. So we'll talk a little Phillies. We haven't talked to any Phillies. They're playing the Rangers tonight. They're back in action after a night off last night. So we'll talk Phillies with him at two. But when we come back, we'll talk a little Sixers here. Uh, the NBA draft quickly approaching two nights away uh, from today, and there's there's some there's a lot of noise. Let's put it to this this way. And one guy opting out who I would love to see in a Sixers uniform. So we'll talk about that as well when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about Pro Action Restoration. You may not be familiar. Uh, they are just flat-out unbelievable. If you have a home or a business and, and you've experienced the pain and inconvenience of either water or fire damage, smoke damage, mold, whatever the case may be, it is extremely difficult. And you're not really sure who to turn to. But these are the people that you turn to. ProActions on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I called them on a Saturday. They were over there in speedy fashion, cleaned up a mess at my parents' house, reasonably priced, you name it. And, and the beauty is they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction also with your insurance company. So if you're really you know, sweating the price and we know how pricey stuff can be, they will work with your insurance company as well. And the bottom line is get your home or your business straightened out with a very reputable company. It's water, it's fire, it's smoke damage, it's mold remediation. They can do it all. You name it, they'll handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or you can reach them at ProActionRestoration.com online. ProActionRestoration.com.
to News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, I fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, we are back. Welcome in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Talked a lot of football in the early going. We'll do a little baseball at 2 o'clock, and then we'll do a little open talk. But for right now, guys, some Sixers and some NBA. So a couple things. Um, one, looks like uh, P.J. Tucker is going to be opting out from the Miami Heat. Now, an older player, not super skilled offensively, but a guy who uh, certainly brings toughness throughout his career, defensive intensity, is a good rebounder, can hit a corner three, uh, probably won't cost you an arm and a leg. I would assume he's opting out because he wants more money or a multi-year deal. Um, Sixers are kind of cap-strapped, but to me, and I know, Barrett, you've talked about him a lot. He's just what the doctor ordered, man. He's an, he, he's an enforcer, man. Um, he sets the tempo on your team. Didn't average a lot of points, but averaged a lot of the, of, of the, of the, you know what I'm saying? Getting your hands dirty type of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, all the teams that we played, the two teams we played against, they, they had that type of guy. We don't have that type of guy. We don't have anybody that's going to go out there and get their nose bloody. I know we play, they play basketball, but sometimes you need an enforcer in there to make sure everybody knows you know, how serious this team is. Um, I think they thought it was a joke. You know, if it wasn't a bead, you know, everybody else was a joke as far as being, you know, somebody that, you know, make things happen. And hey, PJ Tucker is my guy. You know, he's, 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 he's going to challenge everybody. 
um, he's going to work. His work ethic is going to get everybody else going. And that's what I saw of P.J. Tucker. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. Th- this team so needs toughness and this kind of guy. He's 37, right? I mean, that's a concern. I'm not looking to go three, four years with him. But if I go no. two years at a pretty reasonable rate here and have someone – I don't want to say serve as a protector for him, B, but 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 someone who who's going to have his back, run interference. Uh, yeah, phys- from a physicality standpoint, man, I, I would absolutely. I think this is a priority kind of guy for this team. I really do. I and he's not going to blow you away with the, you know twenty five points a game. He's not that guy. But there's intangibles that he brings to the table that this team lacks sorely. PJ Tucker helped the Bucks win an NBA title last season. He helped Miami get to the conference finals this year. It's because, you know, that movie True Grit with Clint Eastwood, when I look at a P.J. Tucker, he is a true grit basketball player. He <laughs> basically, he's going to do all the dirty stuff that nobody else wants to do, and he's an inspiration. You know, I can't I can't compare him enough to Draymond Green. Look at Draymond Green throughout the series um, uh, uh, against Boston, especially the last couple of games. Draymond Green got more attention – for doing stupid things like arms tangled up with players and pushing players and getting the players' faces and then clapping when the ref would call a foul just to antagonize players even more so. That gets inside of an opposing player or players' heads. Now, to the point, they start stepping out of their their mental focus and start combating this duty, either physically or verbally, and 50% of the time get calls against them instead of one who initiated it. And that's what a P.J. Tucker is. Um, PJ Tucker right now would be a perfect fit for that organization, even if it's only a one-year contract, because he falls under that category of giving a giving us a mental toughness that we've sorely lacked over the last couple of years. Thirty-seven years old, yes, but you're not. You know, some now some nights he can put up twenty points, but that's not his primary game. You know, claim to fame. It's his ability to get in there and do the dirty stuff, keep a lot of the heat off your primary players, and draw attention towards him for reasons other than being a score. Yeah, I, I, well said. And, and look, I don't. I think that they realize, I think the organization realizes they need some toughness. I wonder if they'd be scared off by the by the age or whatever. I, I wouldn't. I, I would try and no, make this happen no. if I'm them. So, He's not scared of his age. That's why he opted out. He could have had a cushy $7.9 million, but instead he chose to say, all right, no. I'm going on free agency. Because yep. people see my worth, just yep. like you said, Gunner. He yep. helped. Um, he helped the Bucks win a yep. championship. Gets uh, gets Miami to you know the game before the championship game. Games. Um, he's just that you know you you like I said you need that type of yep. guy that's gonna come in with the brass knuckles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need that yeah. type of guy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so a couple other odds and ends. Bradley Beal claims he's made up his mind whether he's going to opt in or not or, or you know, and, and get the long-term deal with Washington where he's been playing. He just hasn't he, – he's not ready to make a decision yet. Now, that would – we would have heard something had he been deciding to, to walk away from Washington. We would have heard it by one of the insiders, I would guess. He would think. But uh, there's a lot of money – a lot more money. Barrett, we were talking about this before the show. I mean, I think it's upwards of, of like almost a hundred million more if he stays in Washington, but there, you could do a sign and trade. I mean, I know it gets a little confusing with the way the cap works, but 
it feels like to me at least he's probably going to stay with Washington. Do you guys think he might be on the go? I don't think I think it's a sign of I, I think it's going to be a sign and trade. I think they sign him so he can get the uh the max of the max contract. If if they don't sign, I think it's like he'll get like 180 170 million dollars if he goes to another team and signs for another team four years 180 million dollars. But if he was to sign back with the Wizards, then he could turn around, get traded, and that team would be responsible for the upwards of what 280 million dollars because he's on the original team. But you know, they traded him on you know on the premise that he would have been in that original team. Interesting. So he could sign I, there and still get traded and still make the 280 million from the I, I, got a, I got a bad feeling if he's on the move, he'll end up with a team like the Lakers. Hmm. The Lakers always try to always find a way to get these players. You know, whenever, you know, when all the rumors start spreading about five, six, seven other teams a player could possibly go to, they end up with the Lakers. They get caught up in the glitz and glamour of L.A. Hey, you can also play with LeBron. You know, LeBron's getting up there, but he's got one more title in him. We just need a player like you to come out here. I can see him going anywhere, maybe maybe a Boston, but Boston's such a strong nucleus to get back to the finals again. But I can see him going to a team like one of those high-profile teams. Would you guys be willing to move Maxi in a Beal deal? Uh, That's what it's going to take. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm not a hell yeah, Barrett. Uh, I'm uh, saying hell yeah. For this reason. He misses way too much time. Yes. And he's yet another guy who doesn't play a lick of defense. I don't want to. I'm tired of these shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Maxi might be an all-star. He might not be an all-star. I know Bradley Beal is an all-star. I think he'll get real healthy when he's playing with somebody that has an opportunity to make something happen. I could see him coming, and they have a legitimate big three there, because I think if he comes to the 76ers, then you turn around, and it's like the the, the fount of youth. They found the elixir that 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 not only, you know, he's still, Bradley Bill still is healthy, but it's also the same elixir that, that that Harden's gonna drink and that hamstring is gonna all of a sudden be cool Boy. and it'll be the big three again. He'll be shooting lights out and, and it'll be enough basketballs <sighs> for everybody. Everybody'll be happy because they're winning. I just 2019, 2020, Bradley Beal, 57 games. 2021, 60 games. 21, 22, 40 games. Uh that's not the kind of player I want for that kind of money. My man is not on the floor enough for me. Uh, uh, I, I, I ain't doing it. I can't do it. Oh my goodness. It for that kind of money. Nah, he's only I played two it. years in the NBA, man. Like I, I feel like he's on the path to being an all-star. I feel like he is gonna be that guy. If not next year, the year after. Fellas, next. fellas, fellas. Did we not learn anything from the Rams? Go buy you a damn championship. <laughs> Go get him. Did we learn anything from the Rams? But uh, I on. hear you. But that most of the guys they bought at least are always on the field. Uh, I this guy's not on the floor, man. As Those Barrett guys weren't say, on the field. As Barrett would say, ah da da, ah da da. That's what worries okay. me, man. You can't say yeah. ah da da with that because yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. Yes, I can. No, you say, I, I mean, I understand that, but I, you got to trademark that, by the way. Just an FYI, right? <laughs> I just don't see. I I I I, I don't see. It being a losing trade if we get Bradley Bill, even if we it is if he's only on the court 40 games, that's a losing trade. I told you he'll find the elixir, the elixir that heals all of that. And he's gonna share some with 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 James Harden, and then he's gonna share some with the big man. 
so MB, they're all gonna find the fountain of youth because when you play and you're winning, it cures all everybody's ails. Oh, yeah, what boy. makes you think what makes you think MB is gonna go last through the playoffs next year without getting hurt when his history has shown every doggone year some ailment with this dude? Some injury, some ailment with this dude. When what you, makes when you, you think know, when you know you can go get a championship? When you know you can go get the 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 ring that all of them are doing or trying to get. It makes you healthy, bro. It gives you an opportunity to go out there and just bust ass. You know what I'm saying? I, I, be- I don't I don't think Adam Bradley Bill makes him a champion ahead of Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami with the way those rosters are structured right now. Just putting I, Bradley Bill with James Harden and, and Joel and B, I don't think so. Bruh, let me give you a real out of eye. If Bradley Bill comes here with James Harden and here we have Embiid, that's guaranteed. Guaranteed. No guaranteed. guaranteed what? Guaranteed. Write a check. You know what? It, you know what is guaranteed for me. Right, you put yeah. those three together. It's a all. It's a all mass unit. That's what it's to me. And, and there's you put those there's three together. other than Embiid, man. Oh, no yeah, one's playing a lick of defense. Oh yeah. I don't need any more Matador defense players. Ole, I don't need any more of these. Ole, just let people go by you. We go, I don't want we any more keep, of those. We're gonna keep Maxi. We're gonna keep Embiid. We're gonna keep hard, and we're gonna keep getting kicked out in the second round. Mm. Oh my that, goodness! That's oh, what we're gonna do. All right, I, I, you look. You, you can't. Uh, what, what is it? The greatest uh, of uh, attribute ability. Ability the, is the greatest ability is availability. But if you don't have that that other key cog, we have nobody right now that will shoot consistently, man. Right. Except for Embiid. Yeah, they, no, they don't have it. They they have. Well, look, they. This is I, like. It, he just irritating me around. He don't. I know he's. You, you know. You know what it's like. It, it feels like the the way we entered the Eagles offseason. They need a pass rusher. They need a receiver. They need a corner. They need linebacker help. Right. The Sixers. They, need, they yeah. need a shooter. They need a defender. They need a rebounder. They need toughness. Like we can go on and on and on. The problem is they're cap strapped, and it's going to be hard Sixers to make any need, kind of move. Sixers need a Helen Keller. They need a miracle worker. That's what they need. That's exactly what they need. Well, that's what they got as their GM. And, and Bradley Beal is not your miracle worker. Mm. What do we uh, have? Who's our GM? Yeah, it's it, it's Daryl Morey. It's Morey. What has he done? What has he always been known to do? He's aggressive. Exactly. Out of So that's what he's gonna do. Okay. All right. Let, let me throw this one at you. Not what a shocker. So Kyrie and the Nets are at an impasse reportedly. So he he has to opt in or opt out by June 29th. That's the deadline. If he opts in, he'll make 36.9 this year with Brooklyn. Apparently he, you know, wants a long-term deal. They're hesitant to give him a long-term deal. And there's little things trickling out. I don't know if you guys saw this story. So apparently uh, he reportedly would hold his own practices after Steve Nash would have their regular Nets practice with four or five guys that he would choose to work with. Now, apparently that didn't sit real well with Nash. Didn't sit real well, real well with the other guys who he chose not to in, involve in this. And it's yet another example of Kyrie being Kyrie, man. Uh, what do you do here with this guy? Let him practice. <laughs> By himself? <laughs> and, 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 and go out there and drop 35, 38. This didn't mean... This is the nature of these new wave athletes. They're not the athletes like when we were young. You know what I'm saying? Where 
you know, coach tell you jump, you 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 say how high you just start jumping. Mm-hmm. It's not the same guys. These guys are different, man. These guys want to know why. And punch, because of punch that, they're just... in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I can't stand the guy. I, I just I, if the wind blows the wrong way, he's sitting out for two weeks and, and protesting. You, you know what I mean? Like or he doesn't feel like doing this. He doesn't feel, he and there's sit always out during the playoffs, though. There's always nonsense like he wanted to get away from lebron's shadow okay he got away from lebron's shadow he wanted to join the big three the big three splintering apart there's always something in a league though with drama he's the queen drama you know he he is even higher up than the usual <laughs> drama man uh, he's incredible talent Barry, no doubt i mean i don't nobody argues that i mean when he's interested and on the floor he's amazing he but is unbelievable and you, you're talking about a max deal for a guy who you never know, you know, what he's, if he feels like playing that way. Somebody's going to do it. He, like, now that's the guy that's going to end up with the Lakers. Lakers, right. He'll end up with the Lakers. And if he goes to the Lakers, they'll win a championship. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if he ends <laughs> up. You know, the, the two teams that were mentioned right away were the Knicks and the Lakers. You know, of course. I, there's another guy who fit right in with the Lakers. Yes. There's another guy. Him and Bradley Bill both going to the Lakers. You see it happen. <laughs> There you go. It always, it always. I don't know what the Lakers. By the way, I don't know what the Lakers are giving up. They have nothing that's appealing. I know. Oh, I know. Who wants Russell Westbrook? Who wants to be dumped? That that, that you know salary dump. I I don't want any parts of it. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. And I don't think they want to trade him ultimately. But he's hurt all the time too. He's got beolitis. So I, I mean, there's a there's <laughs> a lot of issues here. Beolitis. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, well, right. Barrett wants all these head cases in Philadelphia. Man, it'd be oh, good yeah. for us. It'd be nice drama. Everybody's uh, not the not the everybody's not the good old boy, the splash brothers. They're not the good old wholesome type of guys, you know, <laughs> saying their wives can cook. You know, it, they don't usually win championships. Those those leave it the beaver types usually don't win. It just those two right there are just phenomenal and and they're not they're definitely nowhere close to the status quo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I say, those two, you know, the splash brothers are unique. Sometimes you need those those guys that you know are right, you, you don't know if they're gonna show up. Just like just like back in the day with, with, with Jordan, you didn't know if Robin was gonna be there or not. But when he was on the court, you know he was gonna be all in. Yeah, and that's what you get when you got those type of guys. You know, Bill. You got guys like you know Irving. All these guys when they're on the court, they're all in. But hey, it's it's a toss up once you get them outside that locker room or you get them on the floor. It's yeah. a toss up whether they're gonna come to practice or not. But when you get them on the court. They gonna make it happen, and that's just 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 what these guys are these days, man. I don't know. I I, I couldn't coach them. I'm just letting you know that I just couldn't coach those guys. Yeah, I couldn't I do you. it. I hear you. All right, so draft. It's coming up to in two days. We talked about this yesterday. I can't believe the lack of buzz. But anyway, so the Sixers have 23, and they're reportedly trying to move 23 and Danny Green to you know to try and improve this roster here. Um, we've seen Maury either be quiet like last year, where they they took the uh, Springer or where is he be- at? Yeah. He's still in the G league. Uh, nowhere to be found uh, with the Sixers. <laughs> nowhere. He's MIA. Um, or we've seen him be aggressive. He's, he's uh, traded away uh, Josh Richardson to get Seth Curry. He traded away Al Horford, which at the time, you know, from a Sixer standpoint was a good move on a contract nobody thought they could unload. Like, he he is an aggressive guy. I, I get a sense that after being bounced again in the second round, there's going to be an aggression there 
in this in this offseason, probably starting Thursday night. I think so also. Yeah. Um, that's why I say we'll get Bradley Bill. I can't wait Here till we Friday go. come. Here we go. I can't wait till Friday come. Friday comes and we get Bradley Bill. It's on and popping. <laughs> on and popping. I'm telling you right now, sign a trade. Bradley, Bradley Bill, the next sixer. Well, I look, it's I think it's a critical year for Embiid. It's a critical year for from love this place, don't want to be anywhere else. Mr. Nice Guy in a lot of ways. And I mean it sincerely. I think he truly but does bond with the Philadelphia fans. But eventually he's going to start getting ticked off. Well, I mean, of course. Of course. And, and, and the reason I say Bill, because his family, you know, he's about his, he loves it there. His family's there. I mean, and, you know, and, and he can, they, they can stay there. Yeah. He can, he can, he can you know, jump on a, a train and come down to practice whenever he wants to and, mm-hmm. and, and, and go back. It's right around the corner. So his family will still be here. He can still be with his family. Mm-hmm. I just oh, that's, I, that's a great advantage, want, no doubt, for for the Sixers. It is. I mean, how many guys have done that? Didn't didn't uh, what's his name? He scored hundred points and then rode uh well <laughs> rode back in the car with with, with well, the team he played against with, with the Knicks. Yeah, with the, Knicks. <laughs> the game was played in Hershey. Wilt lived in New York, so he drove back from the game after he dropped a hundred on them with the New York players. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's amazing. I, I mean, it really is, but. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 is that a possibility? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a possibility if if he if he's looking to just keep his kids in school or the wife loves it there. Yeah, you, you could. That's an easy, you know, commute, especially when you have that kind of coin. You're not really worried about how pricey the train ride is going to be, or are you right, 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 or get whatever. You a, get you a Sprinter van, have it all fixed up like your boy uh, Rivers did. <laughs> oh, he can be he, he he every week every day man he drove that was he, used he that drove from his, san diego to la right yep he used that as like his downtime his his unload time you know what i'm saying or his prep time going into the office yep. he actually had um he could watch film inside his sprinter van you know what i'm saying had it fixed up pretty nice what was that that what's that about an hour and a half derek hour and 45 yep but hour 45 yep it's pretty about healthy 45 yeah it is yeah. I, I, I might catch days where I, it might take me that long just to get to the Wells Fargo <laughs> here in this traffic. You know what I, mean? I don't have the mental capacity for a really long commute. <laughs> I'm just being yeah, I love I love to drive. I enjoy driving. So. I don't. I mean, I, I don't hate it, but I'm I, like if I, if every day was an hour and a half one way, man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Especially let going me, home. Let, let me clarify that. I enjoy driving when traffic is moving, but as you know, when yes. you hit these congestion spots once you cross that Pennsylvania state line, it's like you want to take a spoon and just just gouge your eye out or something, man. I mean, it drives me, and that's every day going and coming yeah. to Philly. It is, yeah, it is. We we have and we have some of the worst roadways. I mean, there's no. Oh my goodness, Schuylkill. Uh, oh my god, don't get me started. I mean, awful, just awful. And you know, we're we're lucky in that for the most part. We've worked uh, off hours in our yeah. careers where yeah. we're working goofy, you know, yeah. at night or whatever, or even earlier. I remember I, I was doing radio during the pandemic and a, a couple times I'm doing overnights, which you're on from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. basically. Right. So I'm leaving my house at like 1 a.m. And I swear to you guys, and, and I, my commute was about about a 25 minute commute to a half hour. 
I didn't. There were times during the pandemic when I didn't see one car on the road on my commute. Jeez. Jeez. I mean, driving from the, the, the suburbs what? outside of Philadelphia to Philadelphia, I didn't see yeah. a yeah. car driving there. I would see some going home because it was rush hour and there were still emergency people on the, you know, like people had to be on the road, were on the road. But going there at 1 a.m., I wouldn't see anything. I was, it was spooky, man. Really, like, freaky. I never had that before. Yeah. No. I never had that before. Not, it's not a great feeling. The worst commute with me, man, is when I used to have to drive with the Drist, uh, Bristol, you know what I'm saying, to do ESPN oh. games. Yep. Oh. That was the worst. Because it's an awful ride. It didn't matter if it was 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Once you get to that uh, the wa- George Washington. Tashin Z or George Washington, yeah. It was it was going to be packed. You were going to you were going to spend at least forty five minutes on the highway right there. Yeah, you know no, what you're I mean? right on. I did, I worked oh. when I would I would come home if I had a couple of days off. I when I, I was my first job out of college, I worked at ESPN as a production assistant, and it's a long ass ride. Even though it's yeah. not, oh. you know, it's it's probably a little under four hours. Yep, yep. But it's there's you're you're you can't escape traffic. It's it's a lot of traffic. Even though it's high, a lot of highway driving. You run into some real tough areas going. When I when I played for the Giants, um, I would commute in the summertime, back and forth for workouts. Like we had to be up there three or four days to work out, and I would drive up three or four days. Yeah, you know, I get up in that's the morning. That's a lot, dude. That many yeah. days a week. I would get up in the morning, get up. We had workouts at nine thirty, so I'd get up at mm. six, be out the door by seven, be up there working out by nine thirty. I do that for three or four times a week, you know what I'm saying? Just so they saw my face inside the building. But I didn't want to stay up there because you couldn't even find like an efficiency for less than five grand. It's New York City prices. Right, right there. And, it's, and we're in Secaucus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was like It was ridiculous. So I, I would say I would bite the bullet, drive up, and drive back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every single day that I had to go to work out. Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. Cause there was times when I played when I was playing with the Steelers, like we have a uh, we might have a a Sunday afternoon game. We say, "Hey guys, you know we win." He said, "Guys, see you on Wednesday." Right. I'm on the highway driving back, and then I you know get up early in the morning. It take me five hours to get there. Yep. I get up at uh, had to be at practice. I mean, I had to be in a meeting at eight o'clock, so I would get up at three out the Ooh. door, three o'clock. I hear make you, sure man. I'm there. I hear you. All right, let's step aside here. We'll come back. Looking forward to this. We're going to talk to Greg Murphy, Philly's pre- and post-game show host on Philly's radio. We'll talk to Murph about the Phillies, about where things are headed in the month of June, his personal journey to get to where he is. A lot to get to with Greg. We'll do that when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sport Take, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? 
Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Derek took the music with him. He ran away and took the music. <laughs> Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, soon to be uh, Derek Gum. We're not sure what happened. Do, do we think he was, you know. No, remember, or... remember he talked about that, uh, the delivery people. The delivery people probably came just now, and he's up uh, there trying to work it out. Yes, he's trying to control. Well, while we wait for Derek, let, let's bring up our next guest. He does a phenomenal job with the pre- and post-game show. Uh, on, you can hear uh, locally in Philadelphia, WIP, but but all across all the Phillies radio networks. My man, the one and only Greg Murphy. Murph, how we doing, my man? I'm doing great. Uh, you, Murph. Thanks for coming back, Derek. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you you scared him off, Murph. You know how, how it is. Yeah. I, had to, I had to run to the front door. This guy keeps ringing the doorbell. And you would think after 10 rings, he would realize, well, maybe somebody's not home. I had to go down and say, yeah, well, can I help? Because the dogs are going nuts. He goes, well, I just wanted to know if you want me to power wash your house. I said, man, I got to power wash. You want me to come power wash your house? I said, I don't want to power wash. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, blood always, pressure. Yeah, blood pressure. Home studios. They're the best, right? Yeah, they are the greatest. By the way, guys, on, on the, all of this uh, and your your newest enterprise, really awesome stuff. So I'm happy for, for all you Thank you, man. Thank appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you, man. Uh, first off, Love listening to you back full time doing the Phillies yes, games absolutely. on the radio, man. I like Murph put, has put some nice twists on the on the pregame show and the postgame show. If you get a chance to listen to get you you know set up for the uh, for the games, he does an awesome job with it. I 
I love the minor league reports. All the stuff that you guys do, Murph, is, is right on the money, man. So really good job. Yeah, yeah we're, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we just kind of wanted to, to tweak it a little bit and bring it, uh, get it a little bit more into the, the 21st century. Is that right? Is that yeah. The, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, just try to um, add a little bit of social media element and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a blast. You know, I, I haven't done a whole lot of radio in my career, um, but uh, but I'm having a blast doing it. Really enjoying it. Of course, we remember uh, Murph's unbelievable work as the uh, sidelines, not the right word, the but the in-game in yeah. roving reporter, roving right? Reporter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. For, uh, for NBC Sports Philadelphia for years. Uh, love your work. But so, uh, Murph, let's talk about the team, and then I want to get to your, your personal journey. But um, this has been unreal in the month of June, man. And, you know, you always expect, they call it the, the dead cat bounce. What an ugly term that is. But that's, a, that's what people say sometimes. Yeah. But there's always that little momentum, the mojo that you get from a coach firing or a trade or something. You figure it'll last a couple games, maybe a series or whatever, and they're going to look a little bit better. But this has been insane, Murph. I mean, 15-3 and three in June, 14-3 and three under Rob Thompson, five straight series wins. Can you put yeah. your thumb on any one reason why they've been so hot? Yeah, well, you know what, Rob? I don't think it's one reason. I think it's a combination of a couple of different things. First and foremost, they were underperforming. I mean, they, they simply were underperforming. This is a better team than what we saw in the month. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. the guys weren't hitting. Uh, the defense was poor. The only thing that, that has been consistent for virtually the entire season has been the starting rotation. They have been really good throughout. Uh, but in the month of May, uh, they were playing about as poorly as a talented team could play. And, and then they make the change. And I do think that the uh, – the atmosphere change perhaps uh, certainly has a little bit to do with it. I think the guys looked in the mirror and said, wow, we just ended up getting Joe Girardi fired. And I think that's the kind of thing that can happen when a manager gets changed as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and, and Rob Thompson's a great baseball guy and he has a real good feel for this clubhouse and a real good feel for the personalities on this team. And I do think that's a, a positive factor as well going forward. But at the end of the day, you know, guys like Kyle Schwarber, guys like Brees uh, Hoskins, mm -hmm. Bryce Harper continued to stay hot. And this offense started to produce. Some of the young guys started to feel a little bit more comfortable. Bryson Stott started swinging it. Matt Vierling comes up, does what he's been. So I think it's a combination of all those things. And let's be honest, the schedule in May was extremely difficult. The schedule in June has been lighter so far. Um, and I think that they, they've just gotten a chance to start to roll. So they had a huge hole to dig out of. They've kind of evened the, 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 you know, the playing field at this point, and now they have to continue to play good baseball to get into the postseason. Okay, wow. Murph, this, See, Greg, the schedule's going to get tougher again. Okay, the schedule's going to get tougher again. Yeah. Can they sustain this with a suspect bullpen and the inconsistencies they have on defense? Yeah, the defensive stuff doesn't – I mean, it worries you sometimes. It's gonna, it's gonna rear its ugly head from time to time, and it's gonna cost some ball games from time to time. But yeah. I think even, even a good defense, you could say that, uh, you know, that's going to happen over the course of 162. The bullpen, you know, they've been good at times, and they've been very poor at times. Uh, again, which I think over 162 is the nature of a baseball season. But they certainly need to shore up the back end of that bullpen. Can they continue it? Yeah, I think they can. I think this team is starting to figure some things out. I think they're starting to play with a little bit more confidence. Um, and, you know, when you start to, to roll in baseball, it really does, you know, either way, honestly, you know, whether you're losing or winning, yeah. uh, I think if you start to roll a little bit, you can kind of build on that. And at the, at the end of the day, starting pitching is where it's at in Major yeah. League Baseball. And if they continue to get good starts, one through four, one through five, 
then they're going to be in ball games. And I, yeah, so I, so I do, I do think that you're right about the schedule. The Cardinals are coming to town. The Braves are coming to town. Yeah. It's going to heat up again, but I think they're in a better position at this point. Mm. Well, let me ask you this, you know, talking about starting pitching, you know, let's go with the closer. Can we continue to go with this new, you know, closer by committee? I mean, can we flourish at this? Can we continue to keep winning these series um, with the closer by committee? Yeah, it's a great question, Barrett. And and my opinion is probably not. Um, I think what they're going to want to do, or at least certainly what I would want to do is, is find that guy. And I think they have that guy. I think uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez is that guy that can come in and close out games. He certainly wants the baseball in big situations. He has shown uh, to be very, very effective uh, this year coming back from the injury. The only concern with Sir Anthony is you don't want to overdo it with his workload because he is coming off the surgery. But um, I think they have a pretty good option. And in the meantime, they need to get Corey right because they do need Corey in the back end of that bullpen. He is a guy that has done the job before. He has done it well before. For whatever reason right now, he's struggling with his command. He's walking a lot of guys, and you can't have that, obviously. But I think um, there's there's time to get him right. And if they can get him right and slide him back into seventh, eighth inning, high leverage situations, you've got Connor Brogdon back there who's been very good as well. I think they can get it done. But But to answer your question, I would be surprised if eventually they don't kind of tab Sir Anthony as the ninth inning guy. Yeah, I think part of that, Murph, is just getting confident that he can go back to back to back in, in some cases yep. with, with the health. Let me ask you, in all your years, and you grew up a Phillies fan and you've, you've covered the team, because I can't, and we're around the same, we're both 21. It's amazing how, how young we are. <laughs> to the I, third I, power. Exactly. I can't remember a guy as streaky as Reese Hoskins. I, I, I up for, in all my years, baseball is an up and down game. We know failure 10 out of three times is, you know, three out of 10 times and you're very successful, but this is, he's an extremist in an extreme game. Can you remember a guy to, to this extent that goes this hot and cold? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. And, and right off the top of my head, probably not. Um, you know, Reese is incredibly streaky when he is hot. He's as good as anybody in the league, and he can carry a team for a week or two. Um, and uh, it's been fun to watch. We've seen it time and time again in his career. And then to your point, yeah, when he gets into a slump, you know, he seems to he he kind of almost like gets around the baseball. You can you can see what's happening, and uh, obviously much harder to adjust than than you know for us to just say, hey, I know what you're doing wrong, kind of thing. But um, but yeah, he gets into those slumps that uh, that seem to last a little bit longer than you would hope. But um, as he, you know, as he continues to, to mature and get in, you know, more years under his belt. And I know it's been what five or six with Reese at this point, but, uh, and I think Kevin Long is, is a, a great, um, uh, resource for this team as well. Um, I think those slumps will get less and less, you know, but I think Reese is always going to be a streaky guy and, uh, and you ride him when he's hot and you, you know, you hide him when he's not and, and you live with it. You know, that's, that's what you have. I, li- I like that. Ride him when he's hot, hide him when he's not. That's, that's <laughs> I, I say that about Gunner all the time. Well, let me ask hey, you Mark. this, Brent. Yeah. Go ahead. Man. Go ahead, Bear. No, go ahead, Bear. I, I was just going to say, I, I hear a little bit about, you know, Segura, you know, might be back sooner than later, uh, you know, from, from, you know, his mishaps, you know I mean? What are you hearing about that? So I talked to Gene uh, a couple days ago. He was in the clubhouse. Uh, he had obviously had the surgery, had the pins put into his uh, finger to, to, you know, get that right. Um, he was hopeful. You know, it's so funny. Gene is such a passionate ball player. 
I I love to watch him play. Honestly, he's he's one of my favorite guys to watch play. He he cares so much. He wants to win so badly. And he was talking about missing that it was in the middle of the nine game win streak or right at the end of it when I was talking with him and and he was talking about how jealous he was uh, watching the team from afar as they were winning. And if he showed me his arm, he was getting goosebumps talking about the win streak, right? I mean, this, this, you, you think these guys don't care? They care. Um, and I think Gene is a huge part of, of what the Phillies are, are all about. So he believed he could try and get back a little bit earlier than September. But, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be mid-August, early September before we see Gene, you know, back in 100% and, and swinging the bat. But when he comes back, pretty big addition going forward in the final month of the season for sure. So so Murph, can this team overtake the Braves and the Mets? Oh yeah. Well, you know, they don't they don't have to overtake the Mets. I know. Uh, well, I know. You have to think about it. Can they? Certainly. Eight and a half games behind them right now. Uh the Mets have played a pretty soft schedule. They are a really good baseball team yeah. and when they hired Buck Showalter, I said to myself, "Okay, this is a talented team and they have been for a couple of years, but they couldn't get out of their own way." A guy like Buck Showalter is going to show them the way. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was one of the best moves in the offseason any team made. So I, the Mets are a good team. And obviously the Braves are too. Um, yes. Can they catch them? For sure. They have to play better against the NL East. The Phillies yeah. do. They, yeah. they have been poor against the NL East. They've been poor against the Mets. And they've been poor against the Braves. Head-to-head is your opportunity to catch these guys. We saw it back in, what was that, 2007, mm-hmm. when they when they needed to catch the Mets and they were able to track yeah. them down because they beat them six straight or whatever. So that's what's going to need to happen. And if they do that, absolutely. We still have over, you know, 90 games to play. Oh, more yeah. than half the yeah. season to play. Um, and we have a lot more, 20% of our schedule with the Nationals uh, going forward. So, 19, oh, 19 oh, more, I think, something crazy like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you can continue to have success against the Nats and, and if you look at the Mets and you look at the Braves, they've already had their success against mm-hmm. the Nats. So, yeah. you know, you, you have to kind of factor that in. Look, get into the postseason. It, that's the goal. However, you can do it, whether yeah. you catch St. Louis or you catch San Francisco. Uh, they're only a game behind those two teams. Um, or if you catch the Braves or if you catch the Mets, whatever, get into it. And then, you know, who knows, especially with the starting staff. You know, Wheeler and 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 Nola in a three in a in a short series, I'll take that. Right, great point. Yeah, that's a great point, Murph. Let let me ask you about Rob Thompson because obviously the numbers are incredible and and the uh, record here is just amazing. I love the fact it really feels like he's connected with these guys. And I get the winning breeds all this. I understand, but they're they're all dressing on the road now in their suits. Rob had the hat, the, the fedora on, the whole thing. It really feels like these guys have taken to him, and he's had, he's got a real special bond with them right now. Well, he really does, and he always has. I mean, you know, Rob's been around since Gabe Kapler brought him in as his bench coach. Mm-hmm. So Rob has been in our clubhouse for, for a couple of years now. We've gotten a chance to get to know him. He is an absolutely terrific person. He's an absolutely terrific baseball man. I mean, he has spe- he spent – you know, decades with the Yankees organization and all kinds of roles made his way up through and uh, to the major league staff and, uh, you know, worked with Joe Torre, worked with Joe Girardi in New York and, and has always been considered, you know, an outstanding baseball guy, but never after his first four or five years at the big league level kind of decided, all right, managing is probably not in the cards for me. I'm going to be a bench coach. I'm going to be a third base coach. And, and I'm good with that kind of thing. Um, so when this opportunity presented itself, obviously a little bit of a surprise for Rob, but uh, but certainly a challenge that he wanted to, to take on. 
but you're right. I think he has um, he has a, just a, a connection with people, and uh, we feel that as broadcasters. I'm sure the the training staff feels that, and the and the PR staff feels that, and the players feel that. And uh, he makes he makes it a priority. Um, he came back on the train down to D.C. and sat with myself and Ruben Amaro Jr. Uh, as we were headed down uh, to Washington to play the Nats and was telling us a story about why he wears a suit on every road trip. Uh, and I won't go into the whole story, but basically when he was a kid, his dad took him to a Tigers game and uh, they stayed after the game and watched the players file out. And they were all in his suits, Al Kaline, all the, you know, Dapper in his, in his three piece. And his dad said to him, that's how a big leaguer dresses. And he said, and I never forgot that. And then when um, I told him he has two brothers and he said, I told my brothers that story later in life. And they said, when you get to the big leagues, you've got to do that. And, and so now he does. And so the players on this particular trip, in honor of Rob Thompson, all dressed mm-hmm. in the park. Very cool. It was that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. That says it all, doesn't it? The, the, the players would come together and say, let's do this yeah. um, in honor of our, our manager. I think yeah. I thought it was a great story. Me yeah. too, especially this day and age. Exactly, yes. exactly. Sure. Well, you know, can, can we still – all right, let me not, it's not even us. Can Harbor continue to, to DH the way he's doing, and will he be accepting of that? I mean, is he going to get healthy enough to play this season? You know, I don't, I don't know, Barrett. Honestly, you, you, I want to say yes. I, we, we, it would be helpful to have him out there in right field if he's 100% because I think it would help Nick Castellanos. I think it would help Kyle Schwarber. I think it helps the whole overall depth of this team, obviously. The plan was not for Bryce Harper to not be in the field. That yeah. said, I'm not sure anyone has taken a role that he's never done before and excelled the way Bryce Harper has. Right, exactly. The All-Star voting came out today, the first round of the All-Star voting. He is tops uh, among DHs, uh, as he should be. He has just been absolutely remarkable in that role. So thank goodness the DH is in play, Mm -hmm. because this is a different team if it's not. And and so can Bryce continue to do it? (laughs) Bryce, in my opinion, probably could do anything he wants on a baseball field. Absolutely. And and so, yeah, I think he's going to. I'd love to see him out there in right field by September. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? And, uh, if he can't and he keeps swinging the bat the way he's swinging, well, we're going to just have to take that. Right. Yeah. No, look, no, no question. How have you heard anything on that blister? I, I know he mentioned the other day after the, I guess it was Sunday's game that it's healed, but there's an infection under the, you know, the, the, the callus, I guess, or whatever has built up there. Any word on, on where that kind of stands for him to be able to go tonight or tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, so as you can see, I'm still uh, at the hotel. I uh, haven't yeah. headed over to the ballpark uh, yet here in Texas. but um, So we'll get word, obviously, when we get to the ballpark. They were hopeful that the antibiotics would take hold and, and, and start to help um, with the – it's a minor infection in the pad, you know, of his mm-hmm. – but it's swollen and it's sore, and obviously that makes it hard to swing a bat. So um, hopefully he's in the lineup tonight. Um, there's a lefty on the mound tonight, so, you know – Perhaps they give him one extra day uh, it, just because of that uh, in combination of the two things. I don't know. Um, I'm sure as soon as they can get Bryce back in the lineup, they're going to get him back in there. So yeah. uh, it still remains to be seen. I don't have the info on that. <clears throat> yeah, Philly's in Texas tonight. Two games. It's a quick one, Murph. Uh, you'll be in and out of there real quick. Then it's San Diego for four, Atlanta here for three, St. Louis Jeez. here for three. So once you get past Wednesday, it's it's a challenge. It is. It real. is. But uh, not you never want to see guys get hurt. But Manny Machado out at San yep. Francisco. Ankle, yeah. And Tatis still not back yep. in San Diego. So, 
you know, their two best players are will not be in this series. Now they have a, a great pitching and they've been yeah. playing really good baseball. Um, but Machado losing Machado is a big loss. So, yeah. um, you know, are we hitting them at a good time? Yeah, probably. So uh, hopefully the Phils can take advantage of it. Absolutely. All right. So Mark, I, I, and I sent this, the story to uh, both Derek and, and Barrett this morning. I thought the piece that, that Matt Gelb wrote on you uh, for the athletic yep. was awesome. And props to Matt for, for the way he, he, you know, just captured everything I thought, but your journey, because not a lot of people knew really. And you, you kept it, you know, it, certainly on the down low and, and it wasn't something that kind of got out, but you, you've had a, you've had a real battle here health wise and it's not something, it's something that's treatable, but not curable. And your journey just to get to opening day this year was a bit of a battle. Can you just kind of let people know who may not know the, uh, the whole situation? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, you know, uh, so I was diagnosed with, uh, what's called hairy cell leukemia, um, in, uh, September of last year, just at the end of last season, I hadn't been feeling well for, uh, quite some time, you know, you know, I think as, as 21 year old guys, we, uh, we sometimes want to pretend that, uh, we don't need to go see our primary physicians. We don't need to get our, our checkups. Thankfully I did. Um, and, uh, blood work was, was a little wonky and I, and they sent me to some specialists and, you know, as, as it all unfolded, uh, I kind of, kind of knew where it was headed. It's, it was, it was starting to become pretty obvious that there was some kind of leukemia, um, going on. And, and so, so I was diagnosed with the hairy cell, uh, which is a treatable um, form of cancer, but I'll, I'll always have it and I'll always have to deal with it. But um, so I went through the, the, the chemotherapy and, and kind of I came out of that pretty good. I, I was hospitalized once because it, it can it really knocks you for a loop. But uh, but then in February is when I really started to have the challenges. I, I developed a, what they call an interstitial lung disease uh, because of the chemotherapy Um and uh, and I really was struggling uh, to breathe and, yeah. and talk. And, and as you guys know, in radio, that's a kind that's of important prerequisite. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I missed all of spring training. I was in and out of the hospital a couple of times. And um, and then uh, when the season started, I've, I've actually two different times been back in uh, for treatments. But right now honestly doing doing well and uh, on a new medication program and and i think we've we've gotten things to the point where i mean you can you can hear i, I you know I'm, I'm able to to do the job and 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 go about uh, my daily my daily life uh without too much concern so um you know we all have our our crosses we all have our challenges and um and this is mine and and you know i'm, I'm kind of facing it head on and trying to keep a positive attitude with, with all of it. So. Well, I, I thought the one of the great things about it, can you just talk about you, you were literally going to your interview for the, for the gig for the Phillies pre and post game on radio with, uh, was it Dave Buck who you were, who were going to meet with? Yeah. So, I mean, and that was a tough day. You got word that, right. Tell, no. Walk me through that, through that day a little bit. Yeah, no. So I, I, no, I had, I had just finished, I, I got diagnosed in September. That meeting that you're talking about was December. Okay. Um, I had literally maybe two days prior finished the chemotherapy treatment. Okay. So okay. I was, I was pretty, I'd lost 35 pounds um, and uh, I was pretty weak. Um, and, uh, but that was, you know, Dave, Dave and I had kind of already agreed that that's when we were going to meet. And uh, so it was the ironic part was that when I, I found out about the cancer driving to the ballpark, I pulled over on the side because I saw on my phone that it was my oncologist calling 
And I thought, oh boy, okay, you know, here we go. And and so and then I continued on to the ballpark that night and did the did the shows. Um, and then three months later, season over, making that same drive, uh, trying to really. I mean, look, I was unemployed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we probably all know what that feels like at, at some level. And I needed to, I needed to figure out where I was going to be next. And the Phillies were one of my big hopes. And, and, uh, so I, yeah, I went to that meeting and, and I had this elaborate presentation for Dave Buck, ready to go. I was going to sell it like nobody's business. And within about four or five minutes of him asking how I was feeling and all of that, he, he just said, stop, I don't, I don't need this. We, we know you, we know, you know what you're capable of and we, we want you. So, um, you talk about a weight yeah. off the field. Um, yeah, you don't find that much, hey, man. That's yeah. awesome. No, hey, hey Murph. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm sorry, if, if you will, because I had reached out to you last October and you and I had, we text back and forth about, you know, uh, being, you know, unemployed and, and, and finding a way and, you know, and I reached out to you to tell you that I was praying for you because I knew about the situation. If you can take us through the emotional dark roller coaster moments you had to go through from learning about this, understanding what you would have to go through to combat this, and and also having it ingrained in your mind that it's in it's controllable but cannot be curable. Yeah, you know it, it's interesting, Derek, because I, I you know I, I've known all of you guys for years, and yeah. and I I think you probably know I'm a relatively yeah. optimistic and positive very person. much very yeah. much. And, and, and that's just the way I was raised. I don't know. That's just the way I am. So when I first started to understand that, that okay, I, I, I think I have cancer and, you know, that we're getting some tests done and it's going to confirm it. I said to myself, all right, you know, we're going to, you know, you're going to beat this. This is, you're going to be fine. And, 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 and then you get word and you start Googling and reading as much as you can and talking to your doctors and, yeah. and the prognosis it really is, look, this is treatable. Nine out of ten mm-hmm. times, the treatments that we're going to do will put this into remission. It may come back, may come back in two years, may come back in four years, um, but then we'll do it again, and it will knock it back. And mm-hmm. and for the most part, you have a relatively normal life. So I I thought to myself, okay, I, I'm lucky, and I and I still believe that because so many people that that we all care about are dealing with cancers that are so much tougher. Yep. That said, there. Then I started the treatments, and by week two of the treatments, I was sick, and I was in the hospital, and I was feeling awful, and I was feeling sorry for myself and thinking, you know, why is this happening to me? And, um, you know, so I was at a pretty low point at that point, and uh, but my support system is amazing, you know, family, friends, um, coworkers, uh, just constantly there to pick you up. And then you start to feel better and you start to come in October and November. I started feeling better. And so the roller coaster back up, get the new job in December, mm-hmm. feeling great. And then boom, yep. February was just a nightmare. And, um, you know, I'm like, I, and I thought I'm not going to be able to do this job. I'm not going to be able to, to, to work. Uh, what am I going to do? And so, so the roller coaster is real and, and hopefully I, I'm, I'm definitely headed back up. And hopefully we, we stay up for a while. Amen. Um, yeah. But uh, it can be tough, you know. But I think if you you just like anything else in life, you just have to try and keep it in perspective. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
I, I, I have friends that are dealing with colon cancer and, and I have a, another friend dealing with a, a serious case of melanoma. And, you know, these are major challenges and we all comfort one another and try to prop one another up. But, uh, you know, I said it to Matt Gelb, uh, you know, if you're going to get lucky in terms of getting cancer, I got one of the better ones. Um, mm. I just need to stay on top of it and, and that kind of thing. So. Well, well, last last thing. Go ahead, back. Go ahead back. I was just going to say this, man. I mean, you know, in reading the article, you know, there's so many people that are impacted by cancer. You know, all the people that you named that, you know, saying the people that we see all the time that I would never know. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, that how many people have gone through this or are going through different stages of cancer and having cancer. It's incredible that, you know, you had a, a wealth of people that you could talk to about it because so many people are dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's true. And that's so unfortunate, right? When we stop. Right, about right. That. But I guess in, in, in a weird way, it's also pretty comforting to know that there's others that are dealing with similar situations that you can turn to and talk to. And, and I honestly do all the time with mm. these folks, um, you know, to check in on them, they check in on me and, and uh, you know, it is, it's helpful. Anytime yeah. you talk to folks about what you're going through, it's, it's helpful. So. You that dude, man. Every time I see you, man, I smile, man. You one of my yeah, high guys. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Guys. I, I look and, and you three and, and the folks in our industry. And I mean, it, we've always been a family, um, yep. you know, even folks we haven't worked with, uh, but work, you know, side by side with along, along the way, the, the support was just incredible and and so humbling um and so important honestly so thanks to you guys and thanks to, to everybody else that that mm. uh, was part of that uh great here's the good health man here's to you keep crushing it on the radio uh love, I, for I, you, I, brother. come on after greg sometimes i'm on before greg sometimes <laughs> on the radio it's a, it's a yeah. lot of fun but you do an amazing job and uh even a better person so greg all the best hopefully we'll get to, to talk to you down the line talk some films yeah talk some right. right yes, oh, man. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, all right, Murph. Enjoy Dallas, it. man. We'll talk to you. Take care, soon. Murph. Yeah, all right, you got it. Greg Murphy, what an amazing story, guys. I mean, that puts things in perspective. The stuff we complain about, right? And, the, and then, you know, reality of what he's going through, man. It's amazing. It the, is, the, the tough part was uh, when I found out last fall, and uh, the person who told me, I said, they said, hey, I know, how, I know, you know what kind of relationship you have with Murph. You might want to reach out to him. And I said, first of all, should I and how should I approach it? He said, dude, just, just he just would love to hear from you. And so I texted him. I said, hey, I'm sorry to hear about this, uh, but I want you to know I'm thinking about you. And then we ventured off in, into talking about, you know, career futures mm -hmm. and things like that. He, he's always this positive, um, bubbly personality person. Right. And of, and, of course, you know, you look at him today and, you know, he tells this story about that proverbial roller coaster he has had to ride just to get to this point. I don't think you'll find a more positive person than him. You can't help but pray for him, pull for him, and, and be in the trenches with him and, and reach out to him whenever you get a chance because he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any better person uh, than a Greg Murphy. And, you know, if anybody can beat this, it's a Greg Murphy. Well said. I yeah. have nothing to add to that. Yeah. Absolutely dead on. And he is he is a quality, quality human being. All right. Yeah, man. So, guys, we're going to step aside. We come back. There's a big uh, retirement announcement yep. in the NFL. Yep. We'll update you with that. And some guys who are already retired stepping into different roles. There's a bunch of other stuff that we're going to get into when we get back in the, uh, in the open talk segment. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
to News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, final segment of the show. It's been a fast one again today. Welcome back in, everybody. We are Sports Take. Smash that like button. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, guys, so uh, a couple things breaking as we were uh, as we were talking to Murph there. So one is Rob Gronkowski will officially be retiring. This is his second time uh, stepping away from the game. He came back after years in New England, played the last two years in Tampa, won a Super Bowl, of course, two years ago with Tom Brady, his old buddy from the Patriot days. But he hangs him up. He's going off into the sunset. And, you know, in any conversation you're having in terms of the greatest tight ends that have ever played the game, Gronk. Well, yeah, Drew Rosenhaus was quoted as saying, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady calls him during the season and talks him out of retirement. (laughs) If if anybody could talk him out of retirement, um, it would be a Tom Brady. But you're right, Rob. Uh, One of the greatest and most athletic tight ends for a guy 6'7", his size. In terms of just being able to separate in routes and run away from people at that size and his physicality, you know, he was a nightmare matchup. Um, you know, not many people fit into his category. Um, so, he, you know, 11 years, you know, he's made his money. You know, the greatest story about Gronkowski is for much of his career, he's never touched his salary. He's hmm. lived off his endorsement money. So the dude is, is financially he's set. He's had so many endorsements in his career. He never had to touch his salary. And I wish more football players had that opportunity to look at their finances like that in terms of don't spend every dollar you can get on a car, jewelry, and a good time. 
you got to pre- prepare for your future because you don't know how long your football life is going to be. But then you look at Tampa Bay, they're still in very good shape tied in wise. Mm-hmm. They have Cameron Brate, Darren Fells. So, you know, you hate to see a guy like Gronk bow out, but after more than a decade of giving everything he had from the East Coast to the West Coast, the Midwest to the South, hey, you know what? If you want to call it a career, you've won your rings, you've made your money, you know, God bless you. Good luck to you in life after football. Amen. Barrett, your thoughts? Uh, you're talking about a guy that, that, that was, you know, virtually unstoppable for a major part of his career. Yes, he had the best quarterback in the world, but, I mean, he had hands. For as big as he is, he had great hands. He knew how to rent, um, win on routes. He knew how to, you know, catch in traffic. And, you know, his yak yard is almost unstoppable, man. You know, it, 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 it's, you know he, he was just a dominant, dominant player. And um, just what he was able to accomplish, man, and, and, and do it his way. He definitely did everything his way. And I wish I could live off endorsements, but didn't nobody want to endorse me, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, I, I didn't have that opportunity, Derek. You know what I'm saying? Nobody it's was Derek's giving me any money. Yeah, it's no, Derek's well, fault. My fault wasn't my yeah. fault. I don't know. Why didn't you endorse me, Derek, when I was See? playing? I could have lived off the money you gave me. Yeah, well, you you'd, you'd, you'd have been broke if I yeah, right. the money I gave you. Yeah, right. You'd, been you'd broke. be exactly where you are right now. Right, right, exactly. right. <laughs> uh, four championships, uh, four titles, uh, four rings. Four-time Pro Bowler, uh, first team, five-time Pro Bowler overall, NFL Comeback Player of the Year uh, a couple years back. Most TDs ever in a season by a tight end. He had 18 touchdowns in one season. Most 100-yard games ever by a tight end, 32. And he was a great blocker. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, this was a complete player. I mean, there there is no two ways about it. He did everything on the on a football field. He won. He had fun doing it too, uh, you know, and, and you, you'll you appreciate that part of the game too. He was a, yeah. a guy who was, yeah. you know, fun. Appreciated what he was doing, you know. He was a character with his dad, his yeah, brothers. Yeah, he's a meathead, and he loved yeah. being a meathead. Yeah, right. He he never he never shied away from it. Like, okay, I'm the party guy, meathead. Good. Right, that's, right, that's right. Exactly. But he showed up every Sunday. You know, that's for sure. So Gronk stepping away. I thought this one was interesting. I'm not really shocked by it. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be part of the pregame yeah. show for Amazon, which is going to be Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are going to do the Thursday night Amazon games. And Fitzpatrick's going to be part of that panel for the, uh, for the pregame shows. Makes sense. Character. Well, um, he'll, be, he'll be in a studio with uh, Richard Sherman and Tony Gonzalez. Okay, Tony. Tony Gonzalez has, you know, we know he's. I, I think he's pretty good. He's done free pregame shows on Fox, Fox. and other networks, right? Mm-hmm. If I, you know, so I think he's been pretty good. I think Richard Sherman will be very opinionated. Um, he's articulate. You know, he went to Stanford, so you have to be. You know, um, I think he's good. I don't know about Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick played the game a long time, knows the game inside and out. But I'm curious to see. I can't wait to see how he's going to fit in with those two, and if there's enough airtime for all three of them to get in what they want to say. I think they will. I, I think that he's going to be fine where he is, just simply because you know, just like you said, he's articulate. He un- he understands how to play the game. You know, yep. whether it's football, yep. whether it's you know being in the corporate world, whether it's being on TV, he's going to find a way to fit in and, yep. and flourish at whatever he does. We can believe that. Yeah, I mean, he's a qu- he's quirky. I now I don't know how that exactly translates. Like to me, it's worth the gamble. I'm sure they've had him, yeah. you know, do some test things and, you know, whatever, some demos and some pilots and whatnot. So I'm sure they have a pretty good handle on what it is, but yeah, he's a, he's a different dude, man. Like he is, he's a strange cat. I mean, you remember how he dressed after the, uh, when he, he beat the Eagles in that game. You remember he had the, uh, 
what do you chest have on? hair and the, and the yeah. gold on and all that stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, unbelievable. So yeah, now there's also the, there's also yeah. word that Marshawn Lynch may have a part in the pregame show. Hey, where's Amazon getting all this money, man? Telling you, man. well, uh, you know, you know how they, yeah, they, they get half it from me. I'm well, paying right. his. Me too. I'm paying Fitzgerald's um yeah contract, bro. Well, Amazon went Amazon went through the roof during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody did. got everything yes, delivered. They did. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was a, it was a, for a lot of, you know, it crushed a lot of people, but for some businesses, they flourished and they were one of them. And, you know, they're, they, they weren't kidding, man. When they said they were getting in, in, into it, like they're, they're going to be real. This is where things are headed, by the way, guys. Right, so like, give me an example. Sunday, the Phillies game locally is on, was on Peacock, which yep. is a streaming service. And there were a lot of people that weren't happy about it, but yeah. that's where, Unfortunately, the days – well, not that the Phillies are free. You're paying for, for cable to watch it. But, you know, the days of, like, watching a, a football game on Fox and CBS and ABC and NBC where you're not paying are, are numbered. Like, yes. everything's going to cost. Yes. I, I think I think out of the out of 12 games that I did on college, college football this year, um, there were only three that weren't on ESPN streaming uh, – App. ESPN Plus, yeah. ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. It was only three that weren't on ESPN Plus. Yeah. The, you know, um, you know, the champion two championship games I did, well, semi games I did, and one other game weren't on uh weren't on ESPN Plus, but the rest of them were, you know, you had to pay the streaming. And I think it's that's the way things are going these days because everything's so regionally centralized that you can use streaming to make it, you know, right there and and go with your favorite team whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. You can be in Maine and get a game from from South Carolina because you know through streaming because that's what everybody watches now. Everybody watches it on the phone. I mean, it's very few and far between. Do you see guys just on TV? I mean, watching just TV. It's usually on a computer. It's usually on your app, your phone, or whatever it is. So it's just the nature of how things are being consumed these days um, in sports. I, well, you I, know, what? I can I can yeah. remember I can remember a couple of years ago when I was at NBC. You know, uh, once a month or once every other month in the summer, they would have games on the website, and used to drive us nuts in the office trying to pick up the game off the website. Right. Yep. You know, and and so you know, streaming website, those are the things of the future. This is how people are consuming the material more so than ever. I mean, look at what YouTube has done. Look how YouTube has taken off. People are making in our industry now, in a lot of cases, more money off YouTube than they are working for local news stations nowadays. Yeah. So you either adapt or get left behind. Well, look at what we've done, right? We, you know, we, we've taken, uh, you know, when we all still dabble in, you know, traditional TV, radio, whatever. Yeah. But this is where the future's going. Streaming. This is where it's headed. Poor though. I'm still poor. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm still right, right, right. You're you're right, right. You ain't poor, man. Poor, poor you Go buy another bug zapper gun. Okay. Right, right. Rich, no, you, I, got, you got rich people problems. That's what you you're know, poor. Is, you know, your poor is different from my poor. No, you, your, no, your, you, poor you know what? your poor is different yeah, from my poor. Here we go. You, you should not sit there with a straight face and tell that lie. You have 10 times more toys than I do. Okay. Don't sit Darren, there and lie. I buy used stuff there. that I got to fix. You buy new stuff you don't have to fix. You just, what? I don't, what? Have a, I don't, I don't have buy a, anything. Derek. I don't look. I let me show you something real quick. That. Let me show you something right now. You know why I'm so happy that I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a shopping spree at Cabela's because I have five hundred dollars worth of gift cards my family have given me over the last year: Father's Day, Christmas, birthday, 
I just, hey, just give me Cabela's. Look at this. I'm loaded up. Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's. I'm going to clean up. Where we I'm going? going to clean up. What? Where are we oh. going? Oh, all of a sudden, we going now? Oh. Oh. Now it's oh, we? Oh, Rob, did you get invited? Uh, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the email. I'm waiting me, for me the too. text. Me yes. too. Me too. Me Hopefully too. it'll happen soon. All, right, all, look, he heard, all he heard was yeah. I, a bunch of I, 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 I. <laughs> a lot of eyes. You know, you know I love There's you guys. There's no know I team. Yeah. There's no Y in sports thing. I love you guys like Step Brothers. And after the show is over, there I'm going to have my people call your people. How's yes. that? Okay. Wow. Well, right. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call your people for real. Barrett, don't hold your breath, man. Okay, that's what that means. <laughs> um, all right, so a couple other things I want to hit you guys with. So Brooks Kepka is the latest defector from the PGA Tour. He's going to live also, the LIV. Of course. Uh, and we talked about this a lot. Like, this is – we're seeing the tip of the iceberg, man, because these guys see the bread, the less work – and they're not worried about where that money's coming from. Ultimately, yeah, that's just the reality. Like you, we, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or whatever, but the reality is that that these guys will absolutely make that jump for that bread. I'm not surprised one bit. The best sales pitch is when you have colleagues and buddies who've already made the pitch, and of course, curiosity. We're all curious human beings. Yep. You start to ask, "Hey, why did you do this? What is it like?" And all of a sudden, they start adding up the pluses versus the minuses, the old guard versus the new guard. Oh, man, you know what? You make a very good point. And then the old guard is going to try to strong arm you. You do this, we'll suspend you. You do that, you're suspended. You can't. Oh, you know what? Really? Is that what you're going to do to me? Peace out. I'm out. Why not? Well, I mean, mean, it's kind of like this, kind of like how we started this show, man. You know, you know, I mean, here I am, you know, me. And you know, two other guys. We started wealthy, off the show called the middle. No, we call no. We started off the show called the middle. And I said, "Hey, man, come check out this Jacob Media. These guys are pretty cool. Xander, he's a little flighty, but you know, just Pop Joe is pretty cool. <laughs> flighty. <laughs> and he's flighty. Oh my god. Oh, and all of a sudden, boy. bam, where are you at? You know what I'm saying? Who brought this thing together? Me. I did. Who brought this thing together? And what do we have now? Sports tape. Yep. I, Hard I to argue, I guess. Asked, I don't remember you asking me to be a part of this. Oh, I can't my remember goodness. back then. Let me think. You for never want to remember the good stuff. You Let's never see. do. Now I'll give you your props. Okay. I'll give you your props. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt so yeah, bad. It, it stings. <laughs> it stings a little. Bit. Oh, yeah, it just a oh, like somebody hit me with a a, a shot of a bug bug assault. Bug, bug assault. <laughs> Yeah, you just got your own oh, medicine. You got a little bug assault coming back at you dang. from all the bugs you took out the last couple of days. Wow. Um, all right, so Gronk out. Um, I, Greg Murphy touched on this, but I wanted to, to reiterate. So Harper's the leading vote getter for NLDH. And you know what I say to that? No, duh. I mean, right. if he's not the leading vote getter, I don't know. Yeah, something's wrong exactly. with the process Exactly. Here. If the guy doesn't make the all-star game this year, something, there, there needs to be an investigation. So that's it's, that's It starts with him and everybody else. Agreed. I agree. That's hey, what the I bar just, said. You're right. I just yeah. got some good news for you guys. Are you guys uh, ready for have. some good news? Yeah, we got the raise. What? A raise. Man, raise. Man, raise what? Raise a flag. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Our boy Brandon Graham, one o'clock tomorrow, baby. BG. One o'clock love tomorrow, it. Brandon Graham. Oh, oh my goodness. It. It's gonna get it's about to get is about to get crunk up in here. This is oh. awesome. We had Brandon week one of the show. Yeah, so we we, we, it's been a minute. So, uh, yeah, I can't. Oh, man. I just, 
That's a game changer right there, Brandon. He has been, oh. You know, just yeah. just I have never seen a player so excited to go into a football year. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. Never seen a player that's excited. He is. It's got to be in his back of his mind. This could be my last year with the Eagles. I'm going out in a blaze of glory. You know what's funny? Glory, a, a, yep. Every video you see of an of a new Eagle coming, you know they give you the, the, he's getting out of the car, he's walking around the facilities. You, you, you ever you ever see the videos that the Eagles put out on their social media? Oh, yeah. It's great. It's very well done. I'm telling you, every single guy that's come in and has been new to this organization will walk past uh, the weight room. Yeah, Brandon Graham's in there doing work every time <laughs> yep. one of these guys <laughs> right. walk past. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter man. when it is, what time it is. I'm telling you, man, it's unbelievable. He is. He hey, is. Man. Unbelievable. It's like it's like Christmas in June. Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham in the same week. Yeah. What else yeah. do you want? No. What else? That's, that's that's how we roll. That's how so we I'm roll. Taking the rest of the summer off after tomorrow. Yeah, Derek's see out. You. Derek's out after tomorrow. We'll September. see you in September. Mic yeah. drop. Right, a mic drop. That's yeah, why I'm no. dropping the mic, just like a rapper. Boom. Well, the the great out. thing is we get to talk to him now about all these new faces too. And what oh, these yeah. guys have looked like up close and personal, man. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh tell a friend, man, BG tomorrow. And, and what did Vinny? Fun. What did Vinny say his nickname was? I gotta ask him about that. What What was his nickname? Vinny called him Hus Hus Husky. He called him Husky. Husky. Husky is that it? Yeah, Barry, you missed that yesterday. You, you dropped it. that little yeah. nugget on us. They, yeah, they oh, called yeah. him Husky. Husky. <laughs> I'm sure Brandon's gonna be thrilled with that. See, Barry, while you are working on your tan, Robin, now we're in here working, bro. Ouch, bro. I would rather be on this show than be out playing golf. Believe that. <laughs> How did you hit there him? We didn't, even, nothing, we didn't even find out about that. How did you shoot? A, there, there's no, there's, there's no need to ask how I shot. It was shut down. Nothing was shot. I, I, I couldn't hit it straight. And and if I did hit it, I made contact. It'll be three, three or four, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, holes later. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was finding BB balls. I was supposed to be in the ninth green. I'm I'm finding him in the third green. You know it was bad, bro. I mean I I I'm just not a I'm just, I'm just not a a golfer, bro. I mean everything's just tied up wrong. You know I'm too stiff up here. I'm you yeah. know my hips are stiff. You know, it's I, a mental game, man, and it's a mechanical game. Like it's hard. Well, mentally I'm checked out. Okay. Do you do you hit the ball off the tee like Barkley, which I think is one of the funniest things I've ever seen oh, in my life. Hesitation. I don't have that hitch. Oh, yeah. I don't have that hitch, but I yeah. I go yeah. straight through, and it just goes. Once I get to when I get it back here, it just yeah. goes all the hell of when I'm going forward. Oh, Everything man. just messes up. You know, I'm looking up before I hit the ball, and and it's it's either going or it's going or I mean, I don't know where the hell it's going, man. I, I just can't do it. Quality, quality. Yeah, that's one sport. That's one sport. I promise you this. I would cheat. Plain and simple. I would cheat every time I play golf. Oh, but see, guys, I have no one more. Sport. I have I have one more game. I have one more. I got to do though. One more. You still have another tournament? Here Andre, we go. Here we Andre go. Reed next. Andre Reed. Andre Reed is next week. I mean, the Hall of Fame. It's going to be all Hall of Famers there. Could sound zone. Yeah. All of all Hall of Famers. I mean, even John Randall's going to be there. Okay. Bruce Smith. You, you remember the guys the you used to battle with? Remember yeah. the movie uh, The Wedding Crashers? Yeah. That's Barrett. I think Barrett is a golf golf tournament crash. I don't think he gets invited to any of these events. I just think he bogards his way in to play. That's fair. I'm I'm just saying. I'm, I'm offended, sorry. bro. I'm just Come throwing on, I'm it offended. out there. I'm, I'm just throwing I'm it offended. out there. How dare you? I think uh, he, I think he, I'm just saying. I throw it out there. I got you. I got you. All right. I so would not volunteer. Please believe I would not volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, man. I, I understood. Understood. All right. So a couple other odds and ends. Thirty years ago today, the Flyers made the trade to get Eric Lindros. That was thirty wow. years ago. 
with the, the Quebec Nordiques turned uh, Colorado Avalanche. That was the organization. They ended up trading Forsberg, uh, Ricci, among others. It's, you know, and it's weird in and of itself because he, he is a great player. He was a great player with them. He did win an MVP and he is in the Hall of Fame, but they didn't win a cup. And there was a lot of controversy, man, w- with him um, and a lot of hard feelings. Now, I think a, a lot of that has been mended since right. he left. But, you know, you look at it, Colorado ended up winning a couple in with the trades yeah. that they made to, to you know, in the, in the Lindros deal. So I think in the long run, Colorado wins the deal. But it's not to say Lindros wasn't a great player. He was. Wasn't that a situation where it was similar to Eli Manning refusing to play for the Chargers? Didn't he refuse – to play for Quebec, he did. and that's why the trade was made. He warned them repeatedly, don't draft me, I'm not playing here, like yeah, over and yeah. over and over again. And they didn't, like Baltimore, they didn't listen. Yeah, They they drafted him. He sat for a year. He played in the junior hockey league or whatever he played in. Then, still owning his rights, they traded, They, they it went to arbitration. Remember how T.O. went to arbitration? Yeah. Yep. It was almost the, the Ravens. Yep. Okay. So this went to arbitration with the Rangers and it was back and forth, back and forth, back. And forth. I'll never forget this. So I'm, I'm in college at the time. It's the summer. It's obviously it's June. I'm working as a park and recreation counselor at, at a playground. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Oh, I yeah. can't imagine that. I did that during the day and I delivered pizza oh, at night. My goodness. So, oh, my goodness. And, and they used to make fun of me because it was, it was arts and crafts. Right. So, I worked with two other girls and the two girls would do all the arts and crafts stuff with the kids. And I would, I would just play sports with them as you can imagine all day long. So they would always yell at me, come on, can you at least, you know, do, do cut and paste here and whatever. So anyway, uh, I'm up there and I would always have a radio on like back then it was a boom box. I had a little boom box on, I had sports talk radio on back then. And I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. And it was like nerve wracking to find out what was going to happen because you thought if the Flyers landed him, they were landing LeBron James. Like it yeah. was, that's, you know what I mean? Like it was Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, you know, just to put it in hockey terms, that's what you thought it was going to be. And it was like joyous when, when the arbitrator ruled him to the Flyers, but you know, it turned out it was a little, it was kind of mixed feelings, if you will, you know, whether, whether it was good mm. or bad or not. Well, so but, I, I just heard, I just heard his pops was, uh, yes. And his pops and moms were the downfall. They were. They were the they were helicopter parents before helicopter parents. Like they were the wow. type. They were the type who would, you know, complain about ice time. You know, call, call the Bobby Clark would would openly just destroy his parents, like publicly. And, and what? it was crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a wild man. What would go on? And now, in his defense. He was ahead of the curve with like head injuries because he, he unfortunately suffered a, a bunch of concussions. And like that was still during the time of like, you know, rub some dirt on it and get back out there. Right. And, right, and right. Lindros and his family were like, no, he's not right. He's not going back out there. And it, it turned a lot of people against them. You, you know, and, and if you looked at it now, if that kind of stuff happened now, they would have treated it the way they treated it. But wow. it was it was just weird. It was a long time ago. You know, things were things were really different. But I can't believe that's been 30 years, man. But that's jeez. You know, Where'd the time go, man? It does go quick. It does you go know, quick. That's Barrett in it, Barrett close to 70 now. Robin is mid 60s. Man. Where's the time sorry, go, man? I couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah. take that hair out of your ear. I know, right? Let me let me get the toupee out of my ear so I can hear you a little bit better. But yeah, so uh that was 30 years ago. We, we as we mentioned, speaking of hockey, the lightning. 
bounce back and they win six three or uh, six two last night over the Avalanche. With they've made it a series now. It's two games to one. Game Ooh. two, game four is tomorrow in Tampa Bay. I think that that thing is completely up for grabs tomorrow night. Man, when Colorado smacked them on Saturday seven nothing, I said that's it. You know, we yeah. talked about how Colorado had only lost two games in the whole postseason. They're so deep, so talented in every facet of the game. Yes, Tampa Bay was a two-time defending champ, but maybe, just maybe, Tampa Bay met its match in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And last night, they came out with a mission. And they had said going into game three, we will be much better game three. And, oh, my goodness, you could tell they wanted their seventh goal because Colorado had put up a seven-goal spot on them. They wanted their seventh goal in the worst way. But the the, uh, the kid who started in goalie for Colorado yeah, got, got benched. Yep. And so now the debate is, who do you start game four? Because both are really good. It's there's yes. not a big drop off. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Kind of like know. the Flyers, you know, deep in talent. <laughs> what? I, I'm sorry. Did you I feel say all right? That? Are you okay? I'm sorry. You, too, much bug, slip too much bug assault for you. I I, I think. Man. But yeah. Um, it, it's it's uh, it was a good game. I, I, like we said, it's going to be a really good series, man. Like I'm 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 really looking forward to tomorrow night, and I'm also. I'm jonesing, man. There's no NBA. We're a month and a half from football. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, you Phillies, thankfully, you know, there was no Phillies last night, so it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, but see, but see, Rob, these are the glory days, man. See, these are the days where we get our personalities get to shine. Right. Everything <laughs> is not given to us on a silver right. platter. Yes. See, we can be us. You know, D Gun can be third person every day. You know, which drives my wife crazy, but that's me. You well, know, we can. We can just let our person shine through, Rob. Our inner beings be who they are. Barrett and I didn't tell you. You're uh, other than the Brandon Graham interview. You're going solo tomorrow. So enjoy, have fun. You can really really let your personality shine. Barrett and I I are going to take off. We're going to an early happy hour. I have I have plenty of people to talk to. Brandon Graham and D Gun. I'm good. Okay, that's all you need. (laughs) That's all you need. All two of them, huh? All two of them. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're out of time, boys. All right. So tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Brandon Graham's going to be joining us. You got you got a, everybody listening, everybody streaming, tell a friend. Brandon Graham tomorrow going to be a lot of fun. That's for sure. Uh, I want to thank Greg Murphy for hopping on with us a little bit earlier. He was he was awesome to talk to and uh, happy yeah, for man. Murph and everything is happening yeah. with him. Barrett, a lot of fun. Derek, a lot of fun. I want to thank our right, producer, right. Xander Krause. Don't go anywhere. The National Football Show All with right, Dan Flatty. Cilio. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You guys be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Day. at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. 
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.